Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 83. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, and this is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. Joined by my friend up north, where apparently it's warmer than most states in the United States. And that is Mark, the Canadian, Canadian, Carabin. Man, I'm yeah. off my game, you go. my goodness. Hey, you know, who needs talking? Uh, it's warmer here than the states. Right now, it's, 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 it's like... Don't say Celsius. I won't understand it. Uh, I don't know Fahrenheit. I don't understand that. Does so anybody? We're, we're, we're going to agree to disagree on this one. Uh, one second. I'll I believe it's it. a quadratic equation. Yeah. Um, it's not quite. It is. It, it is. It was starting to warm up last week and then and then dropped. And, and I'm sure this is riveting. Uh, it, it's like 34 Fahrenheit. Oh, right okay. No, not so much. Not, I lied. It's not warm. Yeah. I, I completely lied. Oh, well. Well, we'll move on from the weather because that's not really that exciting. All well. Although uh, Minnesota's beautiful right now. So it's wonderful. Perfect. People aren't playing video games. They're outside drinking and have a good time. Um, you know, 50 that degrees wearing shorts in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and this week we are joined by a new member of the co-op couch. And that is Mr. Donnie Reese. From PSVG, Donnie, thanks for joining. You've been on Secret Friends Unite. I'm glad to have you on the co-op mode. Absolutely. Thank you for having me over. Greetings, Kooplings. Uh, we're coming in at a nice, toasty 73 degrees Fahrenheit here from sunny Atlanta, Georgia, as we prep for uh, storms to come in. So Lovely. Best time of the year to be down there. Oh, you know, wait till it's like July in, 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 in Atlanta, Swelter. Georgia. Woo. Love it. Love the humidity. I'll start talking Just to Celsius kiss. to make it sound like it's not as good as it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for joining, Donnie. It's been fun. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get started and talk about all the gaming stuff, we always start with a very exciting topic, and that is buy, rent, return. This is a way to get to know our guests a little bit better and to really get to know the co-hosts even better than they do. And that is buy, rent, return. So, Mark, this is your baby this week, so I'm letting you kick it off. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to run with this. So I'm going to let people in behind the scenes a little bit because I originally wanted to go with some Mario Kart 8 courses. We just got the new DLC packs, and, uh, and I wanted to do that. But Todd, not a huge Mario Kart fan, so I thought, what does Todd love? Pokemon. Let's go with that. And uh, apparently... Our guest's favorite animal and fav- one of the favorite types of Pokemon would be ducks. Is that correct, Donnie? This is correct. My favorite Pokemon is Cubone, uh, but my favorite animal uh, are ducks. And PSVG listeners for a long time, they know that about me. It's this, yep. I don't know, this weird little tick that I have. I love ducks. Me and my wife go feed ducks. Um, there's a f- uh, like a farm store, like a feed store down the street. Um, down the street. It's a ways, maybe like 10 miles. But they have like duck slides. You can see little ducklings like slide into a water Aww. slide into like a little pool and you can buy them food. And it's, um, it's literally like one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> like that if I'm gonna might be the, the house, most adorable thing I've ever heard described. My wife, my wife can get, definitely get me out of the house by being like, do you want to go see the ducks? And I'm like, I do. Yes, I do. The answer is always ducks. yes. For yeah. if you want to go see ducks, that is a hundred percent. Ducks are awesome. Uh, so we're going to go with Pokemon ducks and what your favorite Pokemon duck is. So Donnie, I'm going to give you three choices. You have to keep one since the buy rent return. I don't know if it quite fits. So we're going to keep one in your party for all time. We're going to have one in your party for like maybe 
you know, a gym or so, like keep it around for a little bit. And then we're going to return one of these ducks to the wild. So the ducks in question are going to be Quaxley, our new starter, which is tough to choose because we, we haven't really seen him in action. So yeah. we're, we're still going to throw it in there just on cuteness factor alone. Quaxley, Psyduck, and Ducklet. Let's hear how you're going with this one. Yeah, this was actually really easy for me. Um, okay. Psyduck, I would keep in my party forever just because me and Psyduck have history. If it wasn't for Keybone, Psyduck would be my favorite Pokemon. Um, right. I had Psyduck in my party for some 20 years. So yeah. it's going to be really hard for me to turn on him. Um, I'm absolutely starting the new game as Quaxley. Quaxley looks amazing. But like you said, I don't know his moves. I don't know his evolutions. I don't know. I got nothing yeah. on Quaxley. Stuff. Yeah, I'll keep Psyduck. I'll uh, rent Quaxley and Ducklet can go. I can just go. So perfect choices. And honestly, I, I can't even argue with those. I'm going to have to choose the same. Um, Psyduck was, yeah, one of, uh, I, I usually go with starter types. So Psyduck, you can get kind of that water plus some of the psychic moves. Great, mm-hmm. great Pokemon Back to have. Before especially. we had dual moves, very yeah. effective. Like it was just very mm-hmm. nice to a very uh, useful utility knife to have uh, Pokemon that could do both. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So early on, uh, Pokemon Blue, Psyduck was a, a staple for my team, and uh, you know, like I said, I always start with Fire Pokemon. So between that and my favorite Pokemon, uh, Nidto King, Psyduck was was right up there as it's as one call. of my yeah one of my starters. Uh, yeah, for for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Psyduck for my my keep, uh, Quaxley because I'm excited for uh, a full. Duck Pokemon, three evolution chain, uh, starter yeah. Pokemon. I, I think that's going to be a good choice. And then, uh, yeah, Ducklet. I mean, you tried, Ducklet. Uh, good job. But, but did uh, they try? We're, 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 no. That's kind did of they tough. try? <laughs> I literally just called it Ducklet. Like, <laughs> I was surprised when it didn't just evolve into Duck and they just called it, like, and that was it. <laughs> So yeah, that's that that one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of threw to the wolves there, but uh, that's that's what we're working with. Todd, with your vast Bulbapedia knowledge of Pokemon, ha, where are you going with this? Wow, uh, kids, don't look at like images of like Pokemon because you get in some weird like fan fiction, sexy Pokemon. There's already sexy Ducklet images of like how they evolve. Uh, it's very odd, very weird. I don't understand it. It's 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 just there's there's something for everybody out there. I don't deny that. It's just just not for me. It's sorry, okay. Guys. Is yeah. is this Google's problem or is this your search history problem? <laughs> I how just... does duck porn pop up in the fir- top it's of your search results? Mark. It's it's not porn. It's just it's just <laughs> what it shows that people have put out in the world. Mark, blame the people, yeah. not the image searches. Right? It's like Google's like. Hey, we're just Google. We're the repository, you know, like the people that, you know, host like uh, pirated content. We don't do anything. We just are a service, you know, whatever. Oh, well, sure, sure, sure. Getting to the heart of it. And I will bring back another story because I'm going to be adjacent to Donnie's where when I went to Michigan State, the middle of campus is the Red Cedar River. And we have a million ducks and they are wonderful. And we had one professor and he always said, if you're going, if you're late to my class, if you tell me you were feeding the ducks, no questions asked. So, wonderful, wonderful man. Ducks at, on the Red Cedar River in Michigan State have a place in my heart. 
So ducks are awesome. Um, yeah, I, I'm a little uh, amazed at Ducklet. He has got like what Donald Trump's uh, hair for some reason. It's turquoise, very weird. Um, then you got um, Quaxley. Sorry, is it Ducklet or Quaxley? I'm all over the place. Ducklet looks like generic duck with the weird just a, like just a, it's just a duck. like a piece of hair around his belly. I don't understand it. Quaxley looks like Donald Trump in a weird way. Oh, um, everybody keeps doing the Trump thing. It's killing me. It's it's yeah. very weird. Um, and then Psyduck is Psyduck though. He he's my he is my 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 buy because he was always on the anime. I saw him. He was weird. He was goofy. Always having headaches and things like that. Just a character. He's he's really the Pokemon like version of that emotional damage meme. Yes, like, yes, absolutely. Just, everything about. Psyduck is just just screams emotional damage, and I'm here for it. I love it. I love him for that. It's just oh boy, that that that's too much of my childhood. You just brought up my. <laughs> and apparently, someone has done some fan fiction of what he evolves into because eventually he evolves into like an angel duck, which looks like an X Men. I don't understand it. Gold oh well, duck. gold badass. duck. Yeah, he's yeah. Like no no no. Badass. Somebody made another one. It's called Angel Duck, which makes no sense. Oh, Gold Duck, Gel Metal Metal Duck, we have, and then we have Angel breaking Duck. Breaking news. I'm oh, what's, what's this? Oh, your list here. By the way, if you guys haven't, uh, I'm, I don't see it on on the notes, and I'm sorry to just jump right into it and Rochambeau your your, your podcast here. But yeah. Nintendo has released an update to the Nintendo Switch firmware that adds groups. It's kind of like folders. What? Um, yeah, I saw <laughs> that. I was like wondering if that was real or not. Update is yeah. out for uh, yeah, fourteen point um, oh. Holy shit! Some folders and adjustments to Bluetooth audio and a bunch of other stuff. No way! Um, so that's yeah, crazy. Here we are, almost five, six years later. <laughs> we finally, group some icons together on your Switch menu screen. Wow! Every Nintendo podcast will have their topic of the week. <laughs> I am all Fantastic. for it. Though. I'm That's all awesome. for it. Yep. Yep. Grouping of and content organizing is one of my favorite things in the world. So good job, mm-hmm. Switch. Five years. You did it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's see. So I'll finish up. Psyduck, yes. He's my buy. Uh, Quaxley, you know what? I'll give him props for, you know, having a cool name. I like it playing off of Quack. Uh, I like the hair. Uh, Ducklet. No, no, you got to try harder, man. That name, come on, come on. No. So I did, uh, I did throw this out to Twitter and Discord, but like two seconds before we started recording, let me quickly check, and there's no responses. So if you see this tweeted out and you're you answered it and you expect to listen, and we're reading it on on the air uh, next time, we'll try to have a more solid choice. And we'll tweet it out and uh, and fire it up in the Discord so people can actually participate we'll do more than four and a half seconds before we hit the record button and jump into it. So I apologize for that one. Uh, that's that's on on me for uh, for being indecisive on what the buy and return was going to be. So let's let's keep on trucking, as Charlie would say. Absolutely. So now that we know a little bit more about Donnie and his favorite animal, now we're going to get into what Donnie's been playing. So Donnie, what have you been playing? Yeah, um, I finished Cyberpunk 2077 um, the weekend before last. And then ever since then, I have subscribed to Ubisoft Plus on PC. And I have jumped right on in to Dawn of Ragnarok, which I've been posting screenshots and uh, been playing more Assassin's Creed. I don't know if you guys are into Valhalla, but Oh, I yeah. love Valhalla. I've played this game forever. It's 
Uh, it's definitely turned and I, and I've hated live service games and I've, I've mostly railed against them, but this is, I guess, a live service game. I, by definition, it, they just keep bringing me back with every little expansion, every story. And Ragnarok is like their big giant expansion that they're selling separately for $40. It's like, it's whole other game. Um, having a blast with it. It was really fun because when I got in, if you guys don't know, uh, I'll be brief with it, but you can't just jump into a Ragnarok. You have to meet a level cap. They have a power Ooh. level that you've got to be to. Um, but if you jump in, as my understanding, you can, like, they'll just give you, like, some gear that'll put you at that base level. I'm not here for that. I didn't play 100 hours of a <laughs> just be handed some gear. So I started my Ragnarok journey by spending six hours just grinding levels. Whew. Just, just I was like, i got to raise my level so I can take all of the stuff that I've earned with me into svartelheim um and then i started that last night so last night i I finally got in uh, and played maybe two or three hours it is harder the enemies are stronger Uh, the combat is more engaging which i like it's crunchier it's heavier um it's more fun there's more people there's more people to fight the world though is so like fantastical and i'm and i'm kind of here for it i didn't it's awesome i knew what to expect but i guess i just didn't also know what to expect i i knew i was always going to play it so i wasn't like hanging on the edge of everything they said about it you know when i'm all in on mm-hmm. a game i kind of just tune it out so i jumped in knowing that like there were power like i'd seen the trailers like there's powers and stuff but you know Valhalla is somewhat a realistic world. Like, yeah, he's got special moves and whatnot, but like you're in Norway. Yeah. You know, like you're in London. Like these are places that exist. There are rules to the world. Man, I jumped into Dawn of Ragnarok and there are floating pillars in the sky and giant statues. And I'm riding an elk and these dudes are on fire and I can be on fire and I can turn into a raven and I can turn the enemies against the other enemies and be on my team. And I was just like, it was just so much more video gamey, so much more Skyrim, so much more Zelda, like kind of infused into this thing that I already liked. And I was like, oh, they got me. They've totally got me. I've, I have games to play. Like I have pre-ordered Ghostwire Tokyo and I'm like, well, I guess it will just have to wait until I go and avenge my son as Odin, god of the Norse gods, <laughs> who's Javi, who's Eivor which could be a guy or a girl because who knows Valhalla doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Creed makes who care. It's just beat up stuff. Do look cool, beat up stuff. Be awesome. Um, just, yeah, I'm really, really digging it. The world is um, like way more lush and green. And, and like, again, it's just, they're like, uh, when I, all right. So three hours in the first thought that I came to my mind was I really, really want Ubisoft to make a Lord of the Rings game. Like just ah. do this. But oh, being Lord of the Rings, because I did like okay. I went through a giant dwarf hole with like giant mountain face of a dwarf, and I went through it and expelled the evil spirit and earned my power up and came out of it. And I was like, why can't this just be Lord of the Rings? Oh my god, just be a Lord of the Rings game, and we are set. And that's basically mm. what it is: Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dawn of Ragnarok. Yeah, it's kind of Lord of the Rings without saying Lord of the Rings. There's dwarves, wow. and elves, and demons and stuff, and stuff's getting in here. Stuff's getting crazy. That's amazing. That's what I'm playing. That's that's some high praise. I, I saw you kind of posting about it, and I've seen uh, a couple of other people. Uh, Joey Splats comes to mind. I know he's been yeah. he's been de- jumping in as well, and and I haven't yet because uh, I just uh, I just bought a, a Quest Two, and I've been playing that. And then I have one uh, of those as well. 
couple of other things that I've been getting into. So I, I kind of held off on getting this expansion because I knew kind of similarly to you that I would just jump right in and everything else would be ignored. So I don't think you're, it, I don't think you're alone in that. Most of the friends that I know, even my friends that played Valhalla, I don't really know many people that play Valhalla as much as I did. Right. But even the ones that I know played Valhalla, they're all kind of in that realm. Like they're playing Gran Turismo, they're playing to- Ghostwire. Like they, they've got things to play. So I think, hmm. I think Dawn of Ragnarok's expansion will be something that comes around or kind of lingers throughout the year, especially as we hit into like the summer where maybe we've got some, some dry months. I think there's going to be some people that come back to this one. Yeah. And uh, maybe they'll find it later. And that's the, the tough thing with, with that is, is Ubisoft games a lot of times quickly go on sale mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you'll see them. Even if, if you're not in a massive rush to jump in, like they, they will go on sale if you're patient. So anytime I see something where I have a laundry list of other stuff to play, it's like, oh, is that, that going to go on sale? And unless we get a, a review code or something like that, which we didn't for this game. So, uh, but, but hearing you talk about it, I might have to jump in. We just finished watching all the, the Hobbit movies. <laughs> We're jumping into Lord of the Rings now. So like, it, it's, it's a perfect time for me to jump into this. You're, you're hitting all the right buttons, Donnie. And, and you, yeah, you might've just earned Ubisoft some money. I wasn't even going to buy, like, I've enjoyed this game a bunch, and I wasn't even going to spend $40 on the expansion. Um, just because, I like, I got the gold um, the gold version of, mm-hmm. of the base game, and the game had so many expansions I already played, and some of them were hit and miss. Um, I did not like the Siege of Paris, for example, but I liked the first one, and I liked the last one. The Isle of Sky was great with Cassandra making a crossover. So mm-hmm. I've been here through most of it. That's why I jumped on UB+. I'm kind of dove way in on the PC gaming front here of late and uh, you know, 15 bucks and I'm in, I'm playing the gold version. I'm playing as best as it can possibly be played in 4k 60 frames a second on my PC. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to jump in. And then it was funny because when, and this is how these live service games work, man, these are like these destinies and these things, they hook you. Like when I got in and they were like, well, you can have like this basic armor or you need to be at this level. And I was like, am I about to play another 40 <laughs> hours of, Valhalla, like a game I've already sunk tons of time in. Am I about to do this again? And the answer was yes. The answer yeah. is profoundly yes, you're about to do it again. So um, like I said, I leveled up, I grinded my way up. And then once I got in, I was like, oh, this is great. This is this is a lot of fun. Like the world just, it has that moment where like you do like a basic little mission and then they walk you out like onto a plateau and then you look out and you see the world in front of you. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good because there's just a, there's a lot to see. You know, there's a lot of sights and you see like, Uh, giant towers of statues over on the left this weird kind of tree thing that looks dark and gangly up in the sky there's these floating pillars that are just floating in the sky you don't know why they're there these birds are on fire like there's lava there's just stuff yeah it's just there's a lot to take in and it's it's very different than base valhalla you know it just feels really refreshing like oh this is new this isn't like the expansions I gave away. This is a brand new take kind of on this same thing, which is honestly very, I'm not sure how far any of you have played Valhalla, but if you've played any of the, the Odin stuff where you do go into, to Eivor's kind of dream state. Um, the first time I played that, I very much was in the right. same, like when you're in, um, can't think of it all of a sudden. Um, Cause all I can think of is Valhalla, but uh, what's the, the Marvel universe, the other land where Thor's from. What's the Asgard. Asgard? Asgard. Yeah. So like when you first go up there, like the very first time 
that I was like in that land, I was like, this is nuts. I remember so, I remember it so vividly because I wanted to take screenshots of everything. I'm like, I'm on this light bridge and, and they actually disabled the screenshots because they didn't want you to spoil it for people. Yeah. So I had that moment then and I played all of that. And then eventually, you know, after 80 hours, I kind of, I never even finished Valhalla like base game. I just, you know, fell off of it, faded off of it, Mm -hmm. got my fill. And then here I am, Dawn of Ragnarok, I jump in and it's that same feeling again. Everything feels, you know, very new and engaging. And and I want, and I, there's a sense of discovery. I want to find out what all this stuff is that I'm seeing in front of me that I've never seen before. So, yeah. So, I am one of those people that I just barely scratched the service uh, service of uh, Valhalla. I I didn't even get out of Norway. Didn't do a lot of things. I uh, I know I know I I what? loaned it to a friend and things like. Oh, okay. I, for some reason, when I play that game, I constantly ca- caught on fire. I don't know what the deal is. You're covering like <laughs> like gas. You would like you touch a, sh- a torch accidentally. Retrograde. I would go I'm like, what is going on? Why am I always on fire in this damn game? So I, I and I, I liked it, but it was just one of those things. Like you said, 80 hours and you still have more to play. That's oh, the yeah. problem with a lot of these games. Yeah, I feel like why even start it if I'm going to get it's daunting. I, I'm not. Yeah. It, and that's really hard. That's been the problem with like Ubisoft games lately. It's like, I was the same they just said, with, um, yeah, with Witcher three. I got mm, off their okay. little plateau thing with it, but it was the the commitment to everything that game was stopped me from even wanting to put more time okay. into it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was like, I'm I'm never gonna, you know, I see. It's like I, Witcher was the exact opposite for me because I found the yeah. side quests so different for all the things. I didn't feel like I was doing the same things, but I, with that, I'm very um, excited yeah. to give. I, and I I think time and place. I'm in a whole different mm-hmm. place with the games that I'm playing now yep. and today than I was then. I'm very excited. Witcher 3, I, I bought, and it's sitting in my Steam account, and I'm just waiting for my Steam Deck, which I purchased today. Sweet. And I am very, very, nice. very excited to give Witcher 3 another try, and I'm going to give it a try on the handout and see if maybe I can find maybe something that connects with me today that didn't before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the side quests in that game really make the game, more so than the main quest, although it's fantastic. But the side quests, no spoiler, well, a spoil one. You do a side quest... Where your horse talks to you is all it will say. Nice. It's phenomenal. Nice. It's, it's it's wonderful. But um, on this case, for anyone who is like, I've never gotten to these games. So you're so if with Dawn of Ragnarok, it's forty bucks. It's a standalone expansion, but with Ubisoft Plus, which is actually coming not to Xbox. Standalone. Yeah. You have to. Oh, have it's it not. Alone. Oh, you have yeah, to have it. So, it, which yeah. is different than a lot of the other Peter's games that do the standalone. Exactly. Yeah, like yep. Ubisoft sometimes used to do what uh, the uh, New Dawn. Oh, Revelation. What's the dragon? The, the what, what was the dragon uh, game from Far Cry? Oh, Blood Dragon. Blood, Blood Dragon. Yeah. yeah. So they did a bunch of those, which I loved. Yeah, I loved a lot of those. Just standalone, you could just play them and have mm-hmm. a good time. Um, so for this, essentially, you're I don't know twenty bucks for for Valhalla now, and then you could buy this expansion for forty. Be in on it, or Ubisoft Plus for fifteen bucks on PC. Coming to Xbox soon i think they didn't say when so mark if you wanted to wait you could wait till it comes there 15 bucks you can and play hey, it. if you wanted to wait yeah. give it two weeks you can get the expansion for you know yeah <laughs> well, probably it. and it's probably going to be 80 million hours long too so your 15 bucks is for one month versus you know three months later still got to play it and you're you know 45 yeah. bucks in so you know yep. so to your point so i played 20 hours of valhalla maybe 15 I could not start this until I was a certain level, or I could, and they would level you up with gear to they start. They will it. automatically level you up with gear. Now it's okay. interesting. So, like, so like, like Destiny, that. right? 
It's interesting because you said you yeah. never left Norway. Now, to get to this mission, you do have to be in uh, London and Britain, like where you set mm-hmm. up your camp and everything like that. So I think I, I lied. I think I left to... Norway. I think I left yeah. Norway or I was just leaving it after everything okay. happened. Yeah, where well, your family was, well, Good. betrayed. And yeah. Well, then, so. yeah. So then the mission will, will generate when you start. You'll okay. go there. You'll be able to do the prologue and everything. And then you'll get to a point where it's like to progress, you need to be at this level. And it's like you can accept this gear and you can just play it. Okay. Or you can you can level up to that point. That's mm. like Destiny. Plus, they they give you that, that thing of light where you can start it, but you really don't have any good gear. So you're kind of like, yeah. Ugh. I'm not going to lie to you. As much as I would love to tell you, like, yeah, just do that and skip everything else. I think it'd be somewhat jarring because not that I even completely understand it as much as I've played. Like I, I, I have, I think I have a basic awareness, but if you hadn't played any of the Asgardian like Thor stuff before, and you jumped into this, it's not a straight continuation, but boy, would it be really jarring sure. because mm-hmm. the thing is like you're Avor the Viking, but when you do these dream state things, you become Javi, which is Odin but you are portrayed as Eivor. So you look at the screen and you're still a Viking, but you're not a Viking, you're Odin. Mm. But throughout Valhalla, like he talks to Odin. Like he has like these yeah. back and forths, like they have a, a connection, like a tie. So like if you were to just jump in and go straight to Dawn of Ragnarok, you pop in and it's like, hey, I'm Sigurd, that's Sutur. Hey, Javi. And you're like, who's Javi? And like, it would be very... Sure. Very jarring. So maybe at the very least, if that's your plan, maybe like hit a quick YouTube, like a Creed Valhalla 101. It's <laughs> just get a quick bearings and then go. Then Got go. it. That makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of cool that if you wanted to, you could, but yeah. it's probably not going to be your best experience and best to experience some of the game and just really get in there. Because I think a lot of people are just very daunted by like the 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 num the number of hours that people hear and and what you could do even to straight line the game. I think somebody said it's just forty hours just if you just did nothing but the main quests. I think that's which is, yeah. generous actually. I mean I that, think that'd be one on easy mode, yeah. Um, oh, okay. I will say, you know, I talked about this on Police Video Games last week and leading up to last year, we kept hearing a lot of things with changes at ubisoft and their business model how they're going to do things we've heard things uh, they've announced you know assassin's creed infinite mm-hmm. and um they're going to do some sort of life service far cry and as a as a big assassin's creed fan myself somebody who's played a lot of the games i look forward to them i really like the fact that you get so much game for your money and they they explore so many different eras and historical landmarks and stuff there's just a lot that i get from the franchise i don't think it's the best game ever um, I know there's a lot of things that you can, a lot of people like to throw stones Ubisoft's way, but they, they are really reliable. I think for the most part, you know, like bugs and glitches aside, they give these giant open world games, usually like every 18 months and you can depend on them. They don't yeah. get delayed for eight years. They don't come and go. Like it's not the cyberpunk. It's not, you know, like they, they can really depend on that. Like if there's one thing, when you launch a new console, one thing that I love buying with a brand new shiny console is a brand new shiny Assassin's Creed game. Cause Hell they're yeah. going to be there. Like Ubisoft supports console launches like nobody else's business. And I was really hesitant in this whole Assassin's Creed infinity thing. I was like, oh, God, they're ruining everything that I love. Everything has to be Destiny and Fortnite and all these things. And like, just stop it. I just want to buy my game. And then here I am two years later, still playing Valhalla. 
I have went from the Isle of Skye. I've went to Scotland. I've went to Norway. I've went to England. I'm now in Svartalheim and wherever else the hell they're mm-hmm. going to send me in some universal trend. Like it basically, I'm already playing Assassin's Creed Infinity. It's just all through the guise of this Viking tale. I, I was going to make that comment. It sounds like this is kind of, I don't know, a precursor or at least a testing ground proof maybe for some stuff, some proof of concept yeah. stuff. That's that's the feeling I'm getting while you're describing it. So that's mm-hmm. you're you're a little bit more confident now. Yeah, I in, am. I, and yeah. I think what they've got to do moving forward is that they've got to build their hub, their base as something that's not tied to a specific era or a specific character so they can be more flexible with where they right. go, you know, like, cause you can't have just Viking everything all the time, right? You got to yeah. have your odyssey. You got to have your origins. You got to be able to, to be a little more flexible with the content. Um, but however, however they've built the game by allowing you to have freely navigate and have these different maps, they all kind of share the same DNA, but they're telling different stories. Like I'm, I'm, I bought into the recipe. Now I would absolutely buy Assassin's Creed infinity and buy expansions and just let them keep building out the game and just take me in different places. I don't know. My biggest whole hang up with, with that, um, with that concept was like, how does that work for them in terms of retail releases? And like, they mm. solved it. Like Rag- Donna Ragnarok, I don't think people realize Donna Ragnarok is a full retail release. You can oh, go buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla Dawn of Ragnarok edition. It's a hundred dollars. Mm. You get both games. Even I think at Best Buy has a statue. So I could 100% see Assassin's Creed infinity releasing as one game. And mm. then like for $40, you get the expansion, but in stores it's $60, you get the expansion. They sell, right. you know, some sort of full retail thing and they just keep releasing box copies. And I think this will work out well for them because the little expansions are smaller in scope than a brand new Assassin's Creed game. So we're getting them more frequently. I've already played. I've, this is technically, I know obviously Dawn of Ragnarok, I think by most like reviews and stuff, it's like 40 hours just for the Dawn of Ragnarok expansion. Now the Isle of Sky did in like two hours. So, yeah. you know, there's some play there in terms of different expansions, but I've already played like six expansions of Valhalla. Yeah. Since it came out. That's wow. wild. So if you're, if you project that forward, let's say you cut that in half, you give me two a year, like two, like maybe it's like one really good expansion and one mm. like side expansion. To Assassin's Creed Infinity twice a year, sign me up for that. Like, yeah, I'm because when they came yeah. out with the Isle of Sky, which is, I said two hours, it may have been three or four, but it was really short. I was totally down for that when they released it. They're like, hey, here's Isle of Sky. It's a free update. You know, mm-hmm. it's short. And I was like, it's perfect. I can play like, it a great one little weekend. movie. Yeah. And I like, I played it. It was great. And I moved on. I got back to the other things I was playing. So, yeah, I'm I'm way more open minded to this now than I think I ever was before. Fantastic. All right. I got to try this. Very, that's very, very <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cause yeah, we've heard things about that. They're going to be changing it. And the fact that there hasn't been a, uh, Assassin's Creed mainline game since what? 2019, 2020. I'm trying to remember when Valhalla came out. Two, yeah. two years between releases. Got it. So you would think then would there be a new game coming out this fall? Cause nothing's been announced. We know that a game is being made. We don't know how a timing. Nobody's announced. It might be at E3 or one of those shows. And I would bet there was it, just with how much support Valhalla's had, I would push. Got it. I thought this was actually, I, I know there was talk about, there was going to be an expansion. They were going to actually make it bigger. Kind of like, you know, what was it? Uh, Assassin's Creed rogue. Mm-hmm. Got its own st- no own game, they even though bunch. yeah, like the Rome, yeah. Revelations, Liberation, like yeah, they, they, some odd things thing yeah. that they yeah. like to do. Well, Very hey, cool. I, I think 
any franchise needed needs some fresh air. I mean, just the fact that they went from being yearly to um, biannual, which was I think a good thing for the franchise as a whole because it gave some 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 time for people to get excited about it, do those expansions to build more of the mythos and things like that. Not always go back to the same thing, tell more stories. And I know people are still waiting for that Japanese like samurai version. Yeah, who knows if that'll happen? But it might be what you talked about, Donnie, with Infinite being there's a Japanese expansion. There's a Russian expansion. There's, exactly. you know, whatever areas they could, could, you know, South American they expansion. They with things with like little, yeah. again, like the Isle of Sky thing. Maybe they do a five hour samurai something. See if people like it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. see if they dig in that. And if they don't go and do something else. Yeah. Pivot small experiments. What is it? Fail, fail fast, fail small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you and Mark will probably have something to talk about. I just watched him play this, but uh, you have played this, so um, love to hear about it. Mario Kart, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't have a ton to say outside of I, I played the levels with me and my, my son. We played over the weekend. I jumped in. Um, my only feedback really is I wish it was a little easier to – I do wish it was a little easier to get into. Like I booted up the game and I went to the course. And it was like, oh, you have to be an NSO member. And I was like, well, I am. So then I quit the game. I went to the NSL hub, had to navigate to the menu mm. and to get to the thing and then click it to get to the eShop, download it. So it would have been really nice if it had just known I was an NSO member. Mm-hmm. And if not, and even if they didn't know I was an NSO member, when I was in the game looking at it, like just check, be like, hey, do you want to yeah. try to download this now? Cause, yeah. Because it checks like you need it for online, right? Exactly. Like, so it'll <laughs> yeah. check, like the game's checking already. So just do it. Just do like, do the thing you that you're already doing. You're like, hey, you have to be an NSO member. Are you? Click yes right, or no. Yeah. If I click yes, you just start check. That'd have been great. Like, uh, right. but th- look, I didn't study did, the course. Did you have the NSO app open at the time though on your phone? Maybe that's I what it needs. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. Um, I played the courses. I liked them. I thought they looked like you know. My biggest takeaway is they look like a lot more Mario Kart. I know we, um, some of my Nintendo friends are still talking about people on YouTube comparing the graphics to Tor and stuff. Like I'm not about any of that. Mario Kart looked like Mario Kart and played like Mario Kart and looked like Mario Kart. And I was just here for more Mario Kart. Like we were just excited to have more things. You know, I will tell you this: I realized I hadn't played this game in like a half a year. It's been a long time since I played Mario Kart. So I already I got a. I got to refigure out what the cart combinations are. You'd think after mm, a decade, yeah. I would know everything, but I don't remember. I was like, I don't remember the cart setup that I had for my me. <laughs> I got to go figure out what it, what it was I used to race. Cause uh, it wasn't default when I got in, but uh, yeah, of course those look great. I'm, I'm a happy NSO subscriber <laughs> just for that alone. Isn't yeah, it funny? It was- I mean, just think about this. My Logan, my son, has said this game looks great. It's one of the best looking games on Switch. I'm like, yeah, it's it's a beautiful game. Um, but the, to your point, if people own the Wii U version, they've essentially been playing the same game yep. for eight years. And I think that's the thing. It's yep. like you could step away from how many people play the same game for eight years that essentially has had very little new content for it and keep going back to it. I can't think of many at all. Most everything that's like that has to have new content keeping people coming back. So the fact that they finally did this, you know, so many five years in or whatever, it's it's awesome. But to your point, I mean, a lot of people are going to be rusty. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting to see the new courses too and like the the pace that they're rolling them out. Like we're getting literally double the amount of courses yeah. and they roll them out eight at a time over the next year. 
like we're getting these straight into 2023, which is, is wild. Doing that and, Smash Brothers uh, thing, man. They just keep you yeah. back. Yeah. It's very Smash Brothers-esque. And uh, don't get me wrong. I'm loving the courses. So the eight we got now, uh, Paris Promenade from, from Tor, uh, Toad Circuit cool. from the 3DS. I love Paris Promenade. Yeah. Yeah. The way you really just constantly neat. go in different directions and stuff is yeah. neat. It's a neat trick. You, you can actually, you can watch the replay. My wife and I played this live on Twitch for the very first time. So you see our honest reactions to these stages. Cause a lot of them we hadn't played or haven't played in a while. And, uh, and, and that was one that we hadn't really played. I, I didn't really get into tour. So it was, I, I said that exact thing. It was like, Oh, I love how you go in different directions every single time. Left, That's really right, cool. Right, left. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and, it's uh, not a, and, no more left turns. No, no it's no, me right up. Tra- and, and uh, but it's, you're racing in the same place, mm-hmm. but every lap through it sends you in a different direction. So it's just well, that's yeah. cool. Cross applesauce the whole way around. It is, yeah. I'd be great at that because I don't remember any of the the, the modes. So I'd be like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing great at this. <laughs> you really? I kind of got. I thought I kind of knew course. the way to go, and I crashed right into a wall because I just the didn't Yoshi course. It. There's that Yoshi course that has a bajillion different ways you can go, but right. unlike that one, you can't pick and choose. It directs you. So every mm-hmm. way through, you just have to follow the signs and just figure out where it's where it's sending you. Yeah, uh, I thought that was really cool. Toad Circuit from the 3DS, loved that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Choco Mountain from N64, mm-hmm. one of my favorites, all time. Great stage. Classic. Coconut Mall from the Wii, I thought was uh, was a great course to to bring back. Uh, Tokyo Blur, that's another one from Tor. Um, not sticking out as much as Promenade, but I think I still liked that one. That was you. You go through. Um, some some underpasses and overpasses it's kind of a yeah. highway race right yeah, yeah um shroom ridge from the ds i thought was an interesting choice very uh toad's turnpike-esque a lot of traffic now on for that me one. specifically one of the things i brought up on nintendo shack when this was announced was for me um i never had a portable so I, I like portables mm. is something i got into way late the 3ds was my first portable system so a lot of these courses that are coming from brand ds new. and gba and stuff like that like these are brand new for me um, completely, but like Mario Kart Tour, I never, I, I played two seconds of Mario Kart Tour and turned it off. I was like, no, yeah. this is not how I want to play Mario Kart with a stupid finger wag. So I just stopped. Um, so a lot of this, all like a lot of this feels like brand new content to me as well. Not only right. is it remastered content, I've never even raced these tracks before. That's awesome. be new for a lot of people, right? Because yeah. a lot of people, the last time Mario Kart was this big was on the Wii. There's a lot and of that's, that that's born decades the ago. Last time exactly. Some of these were like, thing, like, yeah, I mean, it's just. Or it's a portable shocking. version or any of those versions, too. It's shocking to say that. I, I don't yeah. think we're old. You know, I just turned 35 uh, here on March 10th. Like, I got to remember that sometimes with my kids. Like, they weren't around when the GameCube. No. Mm-hmm. like they missed the ds is an ancient system is a a classic system now (laughs) and even if they were kids during the wii which think about it now with the switch there are an entire army of kids that weren't kids during the wii but even if you were a kid during the wii i don't think you like just 100 muscle memory you know like the wii and there's a lot of content that's come and gone since the wii in terms of entertainment technology the wii is ancient at this point, like, you know, I think video games are moving faster than ever before. You can play on your phone. Like, how many kart racers have they played, you know, since that day? Mm-hmm. If they even played that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like that's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That really does put it in perspective. Like, we're talking D- DS and then Sky Garden is the next one from, from the GBA days. Like, who the hell played Mario Kart on the GBA? Uh, 
I, I, I didn't, uh, and I had a GBA and I loved my GBA, one of my favorite systems back in the day. And I did not play that one. I really got into DS though. So those stages are just, uh, honestly, it, they could remaster some of the three DS ones. And I don't even know if I remember them all. Right. I only remember like two courses from three DS, maybe offhand. <laughs> You'd have to yeah. jog my memory. Uh, and Ninja Hideaway, I thought that one was uh, a, a new stage, but it, on on this chart that I'm looking at it says it's from uh, from Tor as well. Tor. I saw um, a video of that one. That's very cool. Where you go into the really you can go cool up in the top one. of the building and you ride on the the basically the 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 roof around the, the that that uh, almost like it looks like an ancient uh, Japanese I, building. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think I raced that one. It's a really cool stage. And we had a really awkward conversation about the movie turning red while racing that stage. Uh, okay. My wife and I, and, and uh, it was it was fun and, and awkward. And uh, we, we got into some stuff um, about puberty and, and different things. Um, so fun. If you want to watch that, it's on our YouTube channel or my Twitch uh, replays. Um, if you want to watch me awkwardly stumble through 13 year old girl problems, um, let go, go. We've there. all been there, Mark. Yep. Okay, Mark, what have you been playing? I have been playing a few games. The first one I want to talk about is called Dawn of the Monsters. Uh, this one is from our friends over at way forward. They sent me a code for this one. So nice. I have to thank them for sure. But this is a game that I've had on my radar for a while. Cause I am a big Godzilla fan. And, uh, I also love any kind of game where you can, you can be a monster stomping around a city. And, uh, and that's basically what they, they do with this is they, they put you in a, uh, either a kaiju or a mech you can pick. There's four different uh, characters that you can be each with their own powers and abilities and, and different pros and cons. And, uh, and they, they unleash you against the, uh, the kaiju. So this was a, a collaboration actually between way forward and 13 AM games, which are two fantastic studios. And uh, I, I love this. There's, there's a co-op, which makes it more fun. I think, um, it takes place in Toronto, which I thought was, was fun. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I really, I had a, a great time. If you, if you like th- those type of games, uh, the, Oh, what's the, the old games um, that I'm trying to think of the arcade. There was uh, a, well, there a rampage, right? Rampage. That's yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's exactly what I was trying to think of. Look at the Thank screenshots you, of it. Can you, can you like interact and destroy the city and stuff as well? Oh yeah. Nice. You can pick a building up and use it to beat the shit out of a Kaiju. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can also pick up a Kaiju and use that to beat up the other Kaiju. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yes. The, it's very destructible. Some of the things aren't like fully, but, but for the most part, yeah, you can kind of just walk through everything. You're taking out bridges, you're taking out buildings. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to pick up. There's, um, the one thing I'm missing from Rampage is, is the Rampage side of this. Like in this, you're a good guy. And I kind of miss that from like a kaiju game about like, you know, terrorizing people. Sure. Yeah. And stuff, you know, you know what I mean? Like this is kind of like, hey, you have to go stop these. And you're the good guy trying to save things. And that's cool. But I also missed the, the conflict of interest. Right. Yeah. yeah. If I'm going to be a big 
giant monster. I want to be the big giant monster that's eating people and like biting a head off and then throwing it at a building or something like it, it's like that. There's that part of me that just like missed those days of like wanton destruction that I was causing and not like, I'm still causing some destruction, obviously, but they, they're very clear upfront. And one of like, I think the first stage or the second uh, that they're like, Hey, can we do stuff? And it's like, yes, don't worry. This part of the town is, has been evacuated, <laughs> been evacuated. So yeah. you don't have to worry about stomping on things. No collateral damage that you have to it's have, like, my, oh, you know, nightmares man. about Mark. They want to protect your, missed. they want to protect your, your psyche, right? They don't want to have like nightmares. Oh, I should have saved Timmy. Right. No, I want to kill Timmy. And I want to cause that wanton destruction. I don't. Poor Timmy. I, 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 I want to to be that that uh, destructive uh, thing. But anyway, no, I I did very much enjoy this. It reminded me of that uh, great like voice acted cutscenes and and different things. There, a lot of collectibles, a lot of a lot of uh, just a lot of stuff to enjoy in this. It's uh, it's it's a fun kind of side scrolling beat 'em up. So if you like those games, and especially if you like them with giant monsters, you're going to like this. Check it out. Mark, that game completely reminds me of an old PS2 game by Incognito Studios that made Twisted Metal called War of the Monsters. And it was 2003. But it's been a long time since we've had one. But it's not, you can buy it as a PS4, a PS2 classic on PS4, but it's very similar to that style. Kaiju's wreaking havoc, having a great time. Um, and it's great that we got a new entry in that type of game. So, because some of the Godzilla yeah. games have been absolute trash. So it's yeah. cool we get something that's actually good to play. By yeah, I, I'm, awesome. I, I've really enjoyed my time with it so far. Like I said, I've been trying to do more two player. So trying to get my wife to, uh, to jump in with me, which is um, not always easy with a, a little one running around. So we mm-hmm. got to kind of wait till he goes to bed or one of us has to kind of, you know, keep an eye on him because his new things, uh, climbing things and then jumping off and trusting that we'll catch him. So that's, that's kind of fun. Um, but this is available. I've been playing it on Nintendo switch which is, is uh, for some reason, just made sense to me. Excuse me. Coughed and muted my mic. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing it on, on Switch and it, it feels like a, a Nintendo game. Like I said, it, it has that old school kind of feeling, uh, but it's also available for everything else. Uh, PlayStation, Xbox, cool. uh, PC, and I believe the Stadia version launched earlier. This one came out March 15th. So it's already out. So you can go get this one right now and uh, and check it out and, and wreak some protective mayhem. Yes. Be a, uh, what is it? Uh, like a lethal protector like Venom. That's it. Yes. If you like the Venom kind of lethal protector, this is, this is great for you because, yeah, you, you are definitely causing a ton of destruction, but it's, uh, it's, it's for a good cause, I guess. Very, very cool. Mark, you and I played this, your second game. Uh, Tunic was released on Game Pass. It was a surprise, actually. Came out Mm -hmm. of the indie showcase on Xbox. It was an 18-hour event, (laughs) but had some cool announcements and a bunch of stuff were coming to Game Game Pass. And this is a game that we thought was not coming to Game Pass, came to Game Pass. A lot of people have gotten to play this game, and it's gotten great reviews, similar to Death's Door, the type of game where it's a throwback, right? So what's your thoughts? And Donnie, did you play this? Oh boy, I am. Uh, my my history with Tunic is is tough. It's um, when this game was first showed, I fell in love with Zelda Fox, and I wanted to love it so 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 very much. 
and I uh, was dying to get it. So I stayed up to get the demo when they first dropped the first demo on Steam. I made sure I had it. And then I played it and I never wanted to play it again. I just, <sighs> I, I don't do rogues. I don't do souls likes. I never have. I don't think I ever will like them. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how the retail release of the game works to be exact. Cause I haven't dove into the reviews, but in the demo, um, I was making very good progress, but you die and you are going to die a lot in tunic. That's just going to happen, which is fine. I don't mind hard games. Um, but when you die, at least in the demo, you started all the way over had to go and redo and, and, and basically like reforge your path. Like your progress was saved. Oh. Um, but they, they dropped you back at the beginning. And that is just like a, like that, that whole, that dead cells thing. Like that's, mm. I don't do like the rogue stuff. I don't do any of that at all. Like that's a absolute deal breaker for me from the get go. Mm. Um, so I basically ruled it out then and there. I was like, well, this obviously isn't the game for me. Um, they, believe- uh, go ahead. They, they changed it. They, yeah, so I, 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 I never say, played that demo. I believe, but- I believe that they, that they did. And as my understanding is now it's more, it's more souls like where, um, you could die and you can like lose, like, I guess any resources that are gathered and stuff, but mm-hmm. you just pick up at your, yeah. your last, you find your soul. Stage. Yeah. You find your right. soul. Yeah. Yeah. Basically exactly. use your, and your if coins. You, if you yeah. save, um, you can regenerate your stamina and health, but you'll also bring everybody else back to life. Yeah. Um, I have heard that the game is still extremely tough. Uh, yeah. I know that they have included an invincibility mode, which I made yep. sure that I tweeted out about, which I think is cool for folks yep. like me that just don't want to like really work that hard to grind to get good. Um, but still my original, again, there was such a sour taste in my mouth from, from that original experience that it, mm. even with it being on game pass, it's, I've got so many things to play. I'm not going to stop it to be, to play something that I, that I, that I wrote off, I guess is more right. or less what, where I am with it. <laughs> Uh, for, for me, I'm, I'm very glad actually that based on your description that I didn't play that early demo, because that does seem like a lot of the stuff that would turn me off of game. And I've talked about my hesitancy to, to jump in souls like games. I, I got into Jedi fallen order and that's about as, as much as I've pushed myself. Uh, and I, and I like tough games, but they have to restart me instantly, like something like Celeste or whatever. Uh, so for this, uh, it is tough. There are save points around that, that that I find some places it's like, oh, there's two of them right next to each other. And, and other, other times it's like, just get me to a friggin' save point so I can regenerate my health and I don't care if the monsters come back. Um, it's tough, but also there's that Zelda sense of exploration that's so far keeping yeah. me engaged. But I will tell you, I hit a point uh, – a few hours in that I just keep getting my ass handed to me by a boss. And, uh, and I, I, the other night I had to put it down and I, I said some choice words and my wife was sitting next to me on the couch and watching. And she, she, uh, she was just like, yeah, you, you, you kind of need to step away for a bit and just like, just calm yourself. And, uh, and that's turned me on to my next game that I'll talk about. But but Todd, I want to hear what you're thinking about Tunic first. I, I like Tunic, but I, I'm I'm frustrated with a lot of games lately, and I had the problem with same problem with Hollow Knight. One love that game. Um, but for some reason recent developers are like, we're gonna have a map in the game, but you've got to find the map and you've got to do this. I'm like, why can't I map my progress as I explore? Like mm. that it shows me where I'm at in the places I've already explored. 
wouldn't an explorer do that? I mean, and that's where I feel like you get a map later in the game. Like, but I'm map. I'm going around like a, like a Metroid, right? Like a Metroid. You know, you you go and you unlock an area, and you can right. see where you've been. And and I hate that because I I feel like a lot of these games. While you can remember a certain amount of parts, especially if you come back and it's been a couple of days since you play, like Mark, you're going to come back. Mm. Are you going to remember everywhere if you don't have that map? It's it's very frustrating. A lot of times you're repeating the same areas, you're going around. It's like and nothing is very memorable in these games, and that's that's a big problem for me. I, I want something say, like a big statue that's like, yeah, that's where the statue is. Versus, it's another area that looks similar, very similar to the areas. It's like we've had we've had debates yeah. like this, and I was going to say I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, uh, not necessarily on the map point but i am with you like just generally um like hollow knight was the one of these games so like hollow knight broke me it was Mm. too hard i couldn't beat it like i'm just not good enough to beat hollow knight like i just don't have the nes skills i guess i was just like Mm -hmm. i can't do this anymore um but we've had the same discussion with reference to death's door which i adore and love it's about as tough as i really want to get um i don't necessarily think death's door is all that hard once you realize what you're doing Uh, but death's door doesn't have a map but the right. difference being, or at least the difference that I've argued for being, is a death door is very memorable. Um, the areas look very different. Um, you don't go too far in any area that looks the same. So I never really felt lost. It was actually it wasn't until months after I had beaten it that other people were like, I wish I had a map. And mm. I remember thinking back to me, I was like, I don't think I ever even thought about a map because the areas are so small and short. It's not like labyrinths. Like in Metroid, you literally get lost. <laughs> like yeah. there are it's all about backtracking, that, right? Yeah, yeah. eighteen rooms that all look the same. Yeah. Um, whereas Death Door, everything looks very, very different. And I, again, I only played the Tunic demo, so I don't I have no idea how Tunic does that. But I, I like games that teach you visually. You know, mm. like you get that muscle memory, just like you know around your house. Like you don't know the streets around where you live, but you know to turn here and to go there, and there's where the red store is because that you just adapt <laughs> yeah. to it. I like games that do that. I think that's um, Ori is another game where I think of that often. Ori 2 specifically does that and then some. And uh, it's like a, uh, it's a, it's a trick that I think games don't do enough of. I see. And I, and I found this game did a a pretty good job at that. There, there are some things that um, early on, I didn't know where to get a key to get into a house. But other than that, I haven't really gotten lost because you know the east has a very specific thing the the uh, obviously the the dungeon under the well has a very specific look to it and you need a certain item to be able to even see down there and uh, once you get to the west it also has a very specific swampy earthy kind of look to okay. it that's uh, to to me anyway i um i rarely looked at the map other than to see like okay like how far west do I have to go before I kind of, and the, the boss that I hit was like, go West and then start kind of heading a little bit North. And, uh, and that will promptly hold your ass in its hand and, and hand it back to you. Uh, but the, yeah, I, I, it's interesting to hear the, the map problem specifically Todd is turning. I have a, from I, this one. I just have so little time. If I step away from a game, and I want to come back to it. I'm like, I don't remember where the hell I'm at. I don't remember what to do. Mm. I, I think people, I think, I think developers, they, they've got to respect players' time. There's so many games that can steal your time. And if something's going to stop you from going back to a game because you don't remember what you're doing, like quest logs and things I think like it's that. A good point. Yeah. I mean, also, I'm going to, I'm going to move to a different game and I'll say, well, oh, I didn't play it. And it's not going to be a rousing endorsement for it. It's going to be, they do all these things for it. And we're getting to be older gamers, the demographics raising in age. And as a parent and things, you've got so many things that are 
I mean, I've been moving a house, so I haven't been able to do anything fun. And I don't like that. But it's, so it's ultimately like, what am I going to do with my time? Mm. And I can either play a game and recommend it highly or I can say, no, I didn't like it because and like that might turn some people off. So I just think developers have to understand the audience they're developing because essentially they have to sell a product and they can't be like, oh, I don't want to do something like, well, that's fine. Then you're going to sell less products potentially because of it. Elden Ring's doing it for re- even Elden Ring has a damn map. And that's a game where they're as vague as hell. They don't even tell you there's a pause in the game until you dig in and there's a pause in the pause and in the pause menu. Say, yeah. To, to your point, because this is a great conversation. You bring up Elden Ring because the Souls games almost come um, right to the forefront of this because there's a strong argument made. Like there are so many games that do it that it's a, it's become a custom. Like players are accustomed to having it. Mm-hmm. So for you not to do it feels like you're almost taking something away. But at the same time, there are developers that are strongly trying to make that game to get you out of your comfort zone, to get you out of the norm. They want to mm-hmm. break that mold and, and they want sure. you to be feel a little different and and like i said when it's done well i love it again when ori and, and ori has a map but like to me when i think of ori i don't even think of that i think of the the different like ecosystems and spheres and the visual look of the different areas i can almost remember them all in order mm-hmm. and death door obviously is another example i bring up um i think those do it well but at the same time there's so many games that are doing it Mm-hmm. that if you feel like it's missing, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with pointing out because I mean, it's ob- obviously everything is personal opinion, but if, mm-hmm. if you feel like you're missing it, just based off the interactions I've had with other people about that store, I'd imagine you're not alone. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's such an interesting thing. Cause like the map for this, and it's so interesting, like to Donnie's point, like it's a personal preference because the map for this, uh, for anyone who hasn't jumped into this uh, yet, the, the map is part of, the basically virtual instruction book manual. that you get with yeah. this. So you you collect manual pages and as you collect them, it adds to this virtual book in the game that you bring up and it looks just like an old Zelda manual mm-hmm. or, or something from like back in the day. And the map is a two-page foldout from that. And is it, is I it like loved a different it. language? Yeah, it's a, di- yes, it's a different language. No, yeah. People translating it right now. It is fantastic. I don't know. The dude's from Halifax. He lives four hours away from me. That's like, right. I, maybe I do he love speaks that another language. But like, I know that people, what? that's the kind of stuff that'll hook people hard. Yeah. Sure. Because totally they'll that, yeah. go and transcribe every single thing. Mm-hmm. They'll figure it out. Because what you're doing is you're presenting the player mystery. Yeah. And it's not going to be for everybody. There'll be a lot of people who are like, dude, I can't read that. I don't, I'm out. Yeah, but there's also to be. I'll wait till somebody like, finishes it and it's on Google. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's somebody else. That's, that's it. like, I'm going to spend the next 300 hours of my waking life. Yeah. You know, regurgitating, yeah. translating, doing, finding every single thing about this mm-hmm. mysterious land before me. And so, I just so thought it was. I just thought it was silly, Mark. Though they they do that, but I'm like, so how long until I find the page that has the map in it? That's a, that's the really thing early. I'm like. That's what oh, I'm did you? Saying. Like I found it like you just super early it. on. Just, yeah. Just, Oh, maybe I missed <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like, like super early. That's why, I, like, when you said like you don't find it for a bit, I was like, yeah, I found it right away. So I, I, I yeah, I played for like an hour, and then I'm like, okay. you know what? Uh, I, I'm not really. I, I'm feeling not really feeling. I'm gonna watch the Kingsman. That's right. the problem, right? There's just too many things <laughs> I could be doing, and you gotta hook me fast, or I'm like. I, I just don't have five hours to say that is I'm gonna spend five hours on this. Game pass. Yeah. Game pass yeah. can make it really oh, easy yeah. to just bounce, man. You're like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, you know, I tried spend it, forty bucks on this game, you're gonna yeah. stick with it for a minute. You spend exactly. zero oh, bucks yeah. on this game, you're like 
I'll your guilt. Your watch your something next. else. Guilt is a strong motivator. Yeah. Your, your wallet yeah. guilt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is super interesting to hear. Like we, there, there are problems that we both had with this game, but they're very different. And something exactly. that you hated that turned you off. I loved, I'm like here flipping through the instruction booklet, showing my wife, like, look at this. Doesn't this look like super Nintendo? She's just like, shut up. Let me play Zelda. She's, she's been <laughs> like, cute. she's, deathly into breath of the wild again which is nice amazing um yeah she started fresh braver than i am i could i still have my original save file from the original when i first fired up in my switch she wiped everything and like started fresh it's it's crazy um crazy but so she was just like leave me alone i zelda fox cute 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 real zelda let's go um but yeah, I've been like showing that off and super excited about it and it's that's what's turned you off from the game so it very much like teach their own on this one but, Absolutely. Yeah. That's why we I do this podcast, exactly, Mark. Yeah. I think that's exactly the game they set out to make, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, I think so too. And, then, and that's perfect. I think it's there is something for everybody, and that's why Game Pass exists, all these services exist, because you can bounce if you're not enjoying something and move on. You don't, you don't have to just, I have to play this way. Like when you're a kid that's six years old, I only have one game I can play, and I've got to play it regardless if I like it or not. One of the mm-hmm. podcasts I listened to, they they got early review copies and they were finishing it, and uh, they talked about the end of the game. Apparently, it's brutal. <laughs> like it's really great, really great. They were like, <laughs> it took everything out of me, and I'm like, Oof. yeah, it's an easy way for me not to. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to repeat the boss for fifty times. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not for me. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, so my my next one, like I said, I mentioned, I I got frustrated with this. I needed another cute animal to help me calm down. And that's why I jumped into Moss. Uh, I've heard great things. I've followed this game since it was first announced, released on PSVR, I think first, and then about a year, year and a half later, it finally dropped on Quest 2. I just got a Quest 2 uh, two weeks ago. And then my account was one of the lucky few that got locked and everything got wiped from my account. So I spent a week and a half without a Quest. Oh yeah. Thanks Meta. <clears throat> yeah, everything I, I I fired it up one day and everything was just gone, and uh, and they they didn't know there was something on the server side that like it created a duplicate account, so basically set up a new one. My old one was still there, but I couldn't get to it, and it took literally a week and a half. And a wonderful customer service person named Inez to help me out this weekend and finally get it running Jeez. again. Um, so thank you, Inez. I don't think you'd ever listen, but uh, here we go. Um, Anyway, so I jumped into Moss, and uh, that game is friggin' delightful. Holy, oh, yeah. um, it's it's fantastic. I'm very early on, so I won't talk too much about it, but uh, it, it calmed me right down from my tunic rage. Uh, just jumping in this little perfect thing, and it's if it, uh, I'm sure if someone has like really bad VR like motion sickness, they're probably not going to get a quest or anything anyway, but like this game, you're kind of just looking at little dioramas. So it's very much so like you just sit there and have this experience that you're immersed, but it's not like going to throw you off or anything. It's It's from a fixed kind of thing. It's, it's really cool. So I'd love to, to play more like this. So if anyone has recommendations that are on quest, hit me up. I I need some more, uh, some more stuff like Moss because I heard it's kind of short, like three to five hours maybe i honestly don't remember it's been a few years yeah. i beat it on psvr i have it on okay. quest um i haven't replayed it on quest but yeah i i think it was a handful of hours i think i beat it over a few days all right cool um go, so ghost that, giant mark is a recommendation i'd make ghost uh, giant I, yes I, I love that game and it's so fun 
Lauren will. Right. I think Lauren would love it. And if you can okay. cast, can, have you figured out casting on your quest yet? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. So they can watch you play. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to recommend. All the games that I play on Quest are like very different. Right. Like I play Pistol Whip and Beat Saber oh, and Pistol all Whip the zombie good. games and all the shooter yeah. games and very much like active moving and stuff like that. So I don't. Play I'll have to. Mosses. I'll have to get your Mosses recommendations. Uh, what was it? Mo- no Moss. Moss. Oh Moss is, is cool. yes, a great little story game. My um, kids loved it. Yeah, it was a treat. Yeah. Um. It. It. Like I said, cured my tunic rage. So it was. It was pretty good. Um. Another thing that I always find cures my rage is shooting people in the face. That just kind of calms me down for some, between my monsters and this, I think there's something wrong with me, but, um, (laughs) Fortnite chapter three, season two just dropped, uh, like almost shadow dropped because there was no trailer. There's no talk about this. It just kind of like Sunday, they just kind of said like, here we go. And give you a new one again. No. No, oh. just just dropped it. They How did blow up building though, which is wild. No more building in Fortnite. Temporary or is that going to be ongoing? Buildings. At least two weeks. They said okay. minimum two weeks, zero build. Uh, oh, so, oh, sorry, you said a building, and I'm thinking like a specific building. You mean no, 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 like like, like building. Build. You can no longer build. Like oh your man, little... that makes me want to play it. I know. <laughs> yes, that's it. I've been like. Anyone who has dropped out of Fortnite thought like, oh my God, you can't even play. You, you shoot one little bullet. My son, and man, you he looks like some, a superhero as he goes scaling off into the sky. It. I'm like, yeah. Re- yeah. When you, you, no, you more, fire no, more, a, no more, no more, no more going off buildings. So you're just exactly. in the train. Wait, All no, buildings can, are gone. Well, no, the buildings are still there. You just okay. can't build your own five-star hotel with Wi-Fi when one friggin' sweaty 10-year-old shoots a shot at you. No longer possible. But what you can do, they gave you a running ability and a higher jump, and you can also vault, uh, similar to like Apex oh, or man, something like, like that. that. You can vault and climb up the existing good. buildings. You just can't build your own. Uh, v- changes the game, but damn, I want it to stick around for longer than two weeks. Like I want this to be a mode and that is the mode that I will always play. Building has become second nature. I've lost a couple of things trying to just like throw up a quick wall or something to defend myself. I got to get used to that, but I'm loving this. I've never been the best builder. Always admitted that. No worries. The people that I play with know that like. Oh, I'm terrible. I literally never even try because I'm like, this is, I've always hated it because there've been several times I've been in the final circle with one or two, three people mm-hmm. and they're eight stories above me and I'm down <laughs> here and I'm like, I'm not going up there. So one of us is going to have to give at some point. Cause I'm not, I'm just not going up there. Yep. You're going to have to come down here. Yeah. It's uh, and that's, that's usually me as well. And if I can't knock them down, I'm probably going to lose. Um, but this, they got rid of buildings. So that's the biggest thing. I love it. It's great. I hope it sticks around. Um, that's that's it so far. It's like I said, it's it's Monday right now. This dropped yesterday. So I've played a handful of matches, but they've been super enjoyable. And I'm sure that the sweats are are furious, but I love it. It's great. Nice. And I've seen like some of the competitive people, like Nick A30 and a few other people that uh that I follow are surprised with how good it is and surprised at how much they love it. And these are like competitive Fortnite players and Twitch streamers that play Fortnite like 10 hours a day. And they're saying like, I kind of don't want building to come back, I wonder which if is wildly surprising. 
What was that? They have like a creative mode and like a they probably standard would. mode or a foundation mode or whatever they want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Hoping, I'm hoping they give it, uh, yeah, its own mode. I think that's a barrier probably to people that play just COD, Warzone, things like that, where it's like that's just something that's, it just it just doesn't make sense to them or it's mm-hmm. something that's not into. And obviously, me, that's the my, heart of my brain. Like my son, exactly. To me, I'm like, I'm not doing any of that. My son, that's all he wanted to do in Fortnite. He just wanted to build like the tallest structure in the world. And he would kill people as he was doing it. And he was damn good. And I'm like, that's interesting. You're really good at this. Uh, I just think it's funny when people do funny dances and they have characters. Exactly. (laughs) Why is there a concert in my game? I don't know. Christopher Nolan's having a premiere in this game. What is going on? That was, that was the weird thing with like, there was no big chapter ending event. There was no fanfare. It was just Saturday night. The game went down at like, for my local time, I think like 3 a.m. And by 5 or 6 a.m., it was back up and there was a, a new thing. Like it was. And Doctor just, Strange is here on the Prowler. Doctor Strange in the Prowler. That's it. So weird. Like, nice. Super weird. But uh, anyway, I'm enjoying it. And if you're if you're hesitant to jump into Fortnite because of the building, hit me up. Let's uh, let's go because building's gone. Very, very cool. Well, I only have one game really to talk about, and it's on Game Pass. Surprise, surprise. Also on Pleasaur and everything else. It's called Young Souls. Um, this is a really cool-looking, side-scrolling RPG brawler. And it has a unique concept that is essentially you play a twin brother and sister. Uh, you're newly orphaned. This professor adopts you. And, of course, what do you do? He employs you to go out and find gadgets and things from the world. The world is – it's a very cool animation style, really neat. Uh, it's – no dialogue is spoken. It's all in text bubbles. It does have, like, explicit language, which I'm like, it just doesn't feel right with the, the type of game it is. But you can filter it out, which is great because then it allows other kids to play with it because I think it fits more of that aesthetic than, like, F-bombs being dropped. It's just a weird – choice and like it doesn't fit it so weird but regardless um but it's got a cool swap mechanic between the two main characters and you have uh separate health bars and things like that it's more of a a brawler like i said side scrolling like almost like a streets of rage in a lot of ways but you're taking on enemies you have all these cool power-ups and moves you do have rpg elements where you can upgrade get weapons and things like that it's very cool and i love the the way they do almost like cutscenes to bring you into battles. They're very immersive. It doesn't, it's, it's in the same animation style, but very cinematic, like almost like an anime, but it's in the same style and it fits it really well. So I thought they pulled it off really well. It's a fun little game and I, I would highly recommend it. I think what they could have done is make it, and I don't know if it has a co-op element, like instead of just swapping out, like you could bring a mm. second player in and play at the same time. But it's very fun. Like once again, it feels like almost like um, like the last Tales game, uh, where you is very much a brawler RPG. But it's not overwhelmed with like overbearing story. It's enough dialogue. It's kind of witty and fun. You're going around. You're like your hub world, and then you go on missions to get different things, pawn things off, sell things to get better uh, gear. And the professor who adopted you, which you have a strained relationship with him, he'll get you gadgets and power you up too. Um, and there's a little bit of drama there, but I think it's a lot of fun. And I love, like I said, the the, the style of the game really works and this game could really be on switch as well so uh, if you're looking just for a fun just brawler with a cool style i think young souls is definitely well worth it uh, this cool. look, does look cool the style looks nice and uh i just added it to my wish list got really strong reviews on steam um 
Yeah, no, I like. Thanks for pointing this out to me. Yeah, I, I love a good, I love a good right beat 'em up, good brawler. That's my mm-hmm. It's got like weird modes, like you can do little mini games, like get stronger by lifting weights, which is very yeah, odd exactly thing to do. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very cool. So I, yeah, definitely check it out. I think it's well worth it. It's on Game Pass, so just to give it a try. You can, if you don't want to even download it, just stream it. Attempting to install right now. Nice. From my Very app. cool. And, and Mark, you could even like pass, you could even do like a co op, like a faux co op, by just passing off the controller as you switch characters too. So just very quickly, it's cool. your turn to play now, which is kind of fun. So yeah. All right. Definitely check it out. Okay. Well, that is it for the news, uh, or sorry, for what we've been playing. Now getting into the news very, very quickly because we've got a topic we want to cover and Mark's getting mm-hmm. tired in his Canadian time. So, really quickly, quick question for all three of you Charlie Carden. Mark, are you aware of a Charlie Carden? Sounds familiar. Charlie Carden is our co-host on several of Secret Friends Unite. Asked the question, his only video game love is Lego. And he says, what will my beloved folks at Telltale do for their next Lego game after Star Wars? Great question. Mm. Mm. Star Wars is such a big project, man. I hope they have a nice break. (laughs) Did you see the... uh any of the impressions that came out today? No. Oh God, man, this very strong. Good. Yeah. Okay. Very, very good. That's good. That's good. Uh, I'd love to see them. Oh man, I. I'd love to see them do Harry Potter. Yeah, I'd love to see them do another Marvel or DC game. Really, uh, there's been a lot of uh, Marvel properties, especially that they haven't really touched since the last Marvel game. Um, DC, I think they've they've even with DC supervillains, they got uh, some DLC for stuff like Aquaman and Shazam and a few different things there. So, um, but I'd love to see. I mean, the the video game uh, or the the uh, the superhero stuff is is always great when when they, especially when they can do their own weird things like they did with supervillains. Um, I'd also love to see them do Undercover. Uh, like another Lego City undercover game. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like PG-rated GTA for Lego. Like that'd be all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Donnie? What do you think? Oh boy, I've got a bunch of them. Um, this is something I've thought about for a while. Traveler's Tales make excellent games. Um, I know that they can be. You know, I think for the most part, like the video game industry would pass them off as, you know, kiddie games or simple. But there's a place for those games. Those games sell well, especially when they have the right IP. So, um, Undercover 2 would be great. Anything Marvel, obviously, like, that's an easy thing. It's an easy tie-in. Preferably, I would love a Lego Iron Man game, like a specific Iron Man game where you get to fly. Just just Iron Man. I don't necessarily like the Marvel superhero games. You can just, I think it's because you can just be anybody at any time that the rest of the world is not as full fleshed out to something specific as it could be. Mm -hmm. I would like it to be... I find with those games, like I always default to someone like Iron Man who can fly anyway, because why the hell are you going to be Captain America and run abilities? Right. Yeah. That's like, that's where if you could focus in on one character and just let you fully fledge that out, I think it'd be so much more entertaining and upgrade them. Maybe that's why I like Lego Batman, like Lego Batman games are really good. So if they had like Lego Iron Man or Lego Hulk, that'd be awesome. (sighs) Yeah. They haven't done a a solo Marvel character yet. So that would be a good idea to do potentially. Mm. Or even but just my, a small team. My wishlist dream answer that I don't know if it'll ever happen, but my wishlist dream answer is for them to work with Nintendo. 
Oh, oh yeah. that would make so much sense. A Lego Mario game or a Lego oh. Zelda game. That would be so good. It would be so, yes. so, so good. <laughs> I, I always think of that. Uh, was it 3D dot game hero that came out a long time ago, had the cool pixel effect. I'm like, they could make that work for Zelda with Legos and they have a relationship with them already. So that's a no brainer. I mean, and that would be so much fun just playing with either even 2d, 3d isometric. Yeah. Like even like a level, a Lego Pokemon game, I think would make a lot of sense, but Mm. uh, a Lego, a top down Lego Zelda game would be a lot of fun. If there was like some sort of like link gets transformed into Lego, like that'd be really cool. And then when I think Lego Mario, like you could either have like these little 3d open area, just like a Lego game, or you could even go 2d. That'd be a really, really cool 2d Mario game. If it was Lego Mario and it's 2d side scroller, you know, like with explore exploration bits, you know, kind of like the new Mario Bros, like gold stuff that they've yeah. done in that in the past. If you Legoified that and you could bring in other stuff, that would be a blast. That would be a blast. We know that there's like the <sighs> Mario movie that's coming out. They've done these Lego Mario sets. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not trying to speak it into existence. I feel like it's far fetched, but this is something I've actually brought up for a very long time, a few yeah. years now. Um, every time we get a chance or somebody brings up a question like this, and I think. I think they would be stellar games. I really, you know what they're going to do though. If they do it, it's going to be Kirby because they play with like Kirby yarn, hey. Kirby, whatever. It's going to be Kirby. We know Kirby that. Slander. I love Kirby. <laughs> oh, I like I cannot, Kirby too. I I, we love Kirby here wait for the upcoming Kirby game. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lego Kirby would be dope too. But um, honestly, a top down, like Lego Zelda just sounds like link cool. between worlds, but Lego. And it just sounds, wow. it sounds so cool. Hell yes. Like you just see you see like Link as he slashes the grass and it drops into little Lego bits. Like that sells itself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> totally not violent. So bad right now. Yeah. Like and then Link could potentially do building as a mechanic to do something yes. cool as well. You get like yeah. little little block minions and he hits them and like you get that that oh. you know Lego sound effect. I mean it literally Lego Zelda sells itself. It makes it I want it. Well, yes. and just going off of like the Breath of the Wild where you get your enemies weapons, think about you whatever your enemies their treasure they drop, you could create weapons. That would well, be kind of cool like too. You could have your own little like uh, crafting, crafting maybe element. Yeah, yeah. Like you could have like little uh, Link armor sets and, and yeah. weapons and matching stuff. Yeah. That's good. That's good too. I love that. But I don't Todd, want to take any... the, the strong the strong impressions for this uh, Star Wars game. Just like the new camera angles, the new visual fidelity, the new gameplay. I mean, I think I I'm not speaking for all of them, but I will just tell you just from a because I've had this pre-ordered for a while, so this is something I've been toned. Like, I think everybody has for like 18 years. In. It's yeah, taken forever. Something I've been really tuned in for. I'm really excited. I'm not even a Star Wars guy. I'm really not. Um, but I always like Lego Star Wars. It's like my favorite way to experience like the Star Wars in a video game. And um, all the upgrades, I think I think I saw maybe 10 or so sites today with hands on and they are all like through the roof. They are all glowing. So that's awesome. Please be excited. It's, it's a series that has definitely needed some um, updates because it's kind of kind of done the same thing for so many years. I, I still don't understand why they don't do online co-op. That's like the biggest thing that seems like a no-brainer yeah, because it's point. a game you want to play with others, especially in COVID and things like that. You can't definitely play with your friends on, you know, in a couch. So sure. it definitely needs it. Uh, for my though, I just think they should bring Dimensions back, but just as a standalone release yeah. without the sets. Just like Disney oh, Infinity yeah. should come not, back out. Not toys to life. Without but, needing yeah, the toys. Just, yeah. 
yeah, just just making it playing with all these universes, having fun, or make a spoof game to the point, like Lego City Undercover, but it plays with different genres and just mm. is goofy and fun, like an airplane or naked yeah. gun. But you know, just playing with different genres and having fun, you know, I think that'd be a, a great thing. It would be cool if they could. It would be hard for licensing reasons, but it'd be really cool if they could do some sort of like. Um, like Wreck-It Ralph Lego Batman movie where you could mix a couple, you could cross lines, mm-hmm. you know, put Iron Man like and Batman the, the, the Lego and a bunch movie. of different people into things. Yeah. Like, yeah, if they could, if they could yeah. bring in a few different franchises together for something like that would be really, really cool. I just, based off of what they've done with games in the past, I just don't know if that's, that's reaching a little too high. It's mm-hmm. basically WB licenses is the only thing you can really do without problem. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, very, very cool. Mark, did you have your guess? Yep. You said what was your what was your guess? Did I already did we already cover it? You said undercover, right? Yeah, undercover or yeah. or a revisit to the uh, the Marvel or DC franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh especially some of the new Marvel stuff, like I said. Perfect, perfect. Just really quick, I just want to hit on this, folks. If you want to help the people of Ukraine, there's a lot of great ways to do this. And a lot of companies are stepping up to the plate. Uh if you want to get buy something and have your money go towards that uh stand with ukraine has a humble bundle it's a fantastic like 50 games for 45 bucks these are high-end games too well worth it and if you know what you already own these games gift them to people just say congratulations which i will do because i bought both of these then the itch.io bundle for ukraine 10 bucks and you get a it's over 100 games or whatever it is ridiculous i think it's i bought it too and and I own these games. I don't need them, but they've I already earned like over eight million, <laughs> over eight million dollars. Think the the humble bundles at like eight million dollars as well. I come so that, through it. Yeah, I think I pulled out like maybe twenty five or so that I'm add to my library. But that was like through thirty pages of games. Like it was yes. so many games that they included in the bundle. I was like, this is insane. Wild. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll share the links after you know this publishes to make sure you can go and visit it. But it's phenomenal that the gaming community is getting behind this. Same thing with Mark, as you're aware of this. You talked about it. Epic Games and Xbox is donating two weeks of uh, Fortnite proceeds to support humanitarian relief for Ukraine. Um, I, I hope everyone steps up and do, do, does things to support this because I remember when there was the fires in Australia, I got the Destiny t-shirt because the Bungie folks were doing that to support the fires in Australia. Mm-hmm. I love it when people do something cool you can support it and support your brand you love and put money towards something because these companies um want people to you know be part of a broader community and helping people is the ultimate part of a community so i love this stuff they got a new season go buy battle pass that's it well and and so any and anything on xbox uh so xbox is donating their share so you know like most stores like xbox nintendo playstation they charge a whatever 20 percent cut or something like that so xbox at least i'm hoping the others step up and do the same but they're donating their portion of anything purchased through x uh through fortnite and as of 12 hours ago so this has only been live for like a day or two Fortnite's already raised $36 million US for humanitarian relief. And that's just going to keep up. Like Fortnite makes such a ridiculous amount of money. Like I just, today I just bought V bucks. I, there's, there's nothing really in the store that I needed, but I just, uh, I just did it to, to have them because I'll I'll eventually buy something. Um, I heard actually speaking of Assassin's Creed, Ezio uh, should be coming uh, soon. So, I'll have the V-Bucks saved and ready to go. 
Very, very cool. And then one last news story. I think, Mark, you put this in. Uh, the yeah. fact that Sony acquired another studio, and this is a studio that's not made a game yet. That's Haven Studios. This is Jade Raymond, they, talking mm-hmm. about Assassin's Creed. She has tried to make a game, but everywhere she goes, they keep down shutting down gaming. Stadia closed. She couldn't make a game. So PlayStation has been part of, they partnered to come out with a game, but now PlayStation has basically acquired the studio and so this will be an exclusive studio going forward. It's AAA multiplayer experience, and that's all we know. Yep. It really doesn't change anything because it was a partnership for this game anyway. We acquired the studio that we started. Yeah, that's basically yeah. it. It's just I like, want Xbox to come out and be like, we have acquired the coalition. <laughs> It is funny, though, but you think of that. What has Sony done? They partner with the studio, and then they lose them. Ninja Theory, right? Heavenly Sword? Gone. They they go off and they join Xbox. Uh, uh, what was it? Um, the studio Until Dawn. Um, Supermassive Games. Supermassive. They had Until Dawn. They go off and they leave. So Sony isn't always really good about... And yeah. they don't... And and guess what? The they don't publish... Yeah. Terrible example because it actually was a, uh, an acquisition. I know yeah. that. So if you're out there listening, you're throwing your hands up in your car. I know that. I know where they come from in their history. Uh, well, but the difference between the, some of the studios you mentioned is that they literally funded the studio. Yeah. Like they gave her the seed money. That's where it began. It. You know, it's from its or- origination. Like without PlayStation, they wouldn't even be available to buy. So they literally just bought their own studio. It's, Got it. More or less, yeah. how, kind of uh, like a uh, like kind of someone who funds like I like we're, a, to, we're an angel we're an angel investor, yeah. right? And then like, you eventually say on this we're going to own anything, you. Yeah. But it's it, it really this this headline and everything and the blog post it literally is non news. This isn't yeah. news. Yeah, it just yeah. isn't news. <laughs> but Sony would have screwed it up though. Sony, God, by all beliefs, whatever happened, they would have been able to get out and been get acquired back. Spike. So glad they did. Remember, this is the team that didn't publish. Demon Souls. Sony didn't publish Demon Souls, and they could have, and they yeah. could have been had the whole souls behind them. Hey, man, and they didn't take advantage of there. it. Just look at what they're doing with Gran Turismo. Sony needs help. Sony needs help. We, uh, we, yeah. Oh, sorry, no. We we did just have uh, an answer to the Byron return, so I'm going to read that right now because it's not come through. Uh, Famous Seamus is going to keep Quaxley, rent okay. Psyduck. And return Ducklets. Poor Ducklets got no love tonight. I kind of poor Ducklet. So that's yeah, I know it's not. But, Ducklet uh, did this to himself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yes. Ducklet named himself. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love I, seeing someone. Uh, well, I mean, not sight unseen, but basically keep Quaxley. That's uh, I think that's some exciting stuff. Some some I'm- good faith. Man, Sword and Shield did not do it for me. Right. Uh, the remakes, I kind of just bowed out like halfway through. I am extremely excited for this new generation. These new three Pokemon, these are the three best starters that I've seen in 20 years. It's I like been a all while. three of them. This And here's the thing. Um, I'm not sure how much you guys listen to me. Um, I love Pokemon, but I'm a casual best Pokemon player. I do not shiny hunt. I do not do all that. I do not breed Pokemon. I could care less. I like my Pokemon. I like finding the Pokemon that I like, and I like beating the game with my favorite Pokemon. You're very similar in that sense. I usually trade the starters because they fetch such a high price when the game launches. I can get like a brand new Charizard for the Snorkel or whatever stupid new Pokemon they create. 
And this is the first time, and I mean it, the first time in 20 years that not only do I want the starter, obviously Quaxley, but I wouldn't mind having the other two either. Like, I really like the starters. All three starters, I think, are extremely strong, like way stronger than we've just had in so long. And just my yeah. opinion, obviously. This, this is going to be one of those examples the, uh, that my brother and I are both going to pick this up. And like we did when we were friggin' 10 years old or whatever, when red and blue came out, like I'm going to start a game. I'm going to trade the starter to him. Yeah. And I'm going to do that six effing times until we both have each one of the starters. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to start my real game and he's going to trade them all back. This is me. why they won't let you and save the damn game online, Mark. Those <laughs> antics, right? Nintendo hates your That's fun. That's why they give you like multiple versions of the game. They're like, ah, they'll, they'll buy two copies. Yeah, fools. That's, that's exactly that. They're all my, fools. My brother and I, <laughs> with the plan's already in motion because I can't, I, like, I always go fire, but I love all of them. So uh, it's it's good to see the faith in the starters. That's awesome. Sorry, I completely derailed us there when I saw Famous. No, that's, that's, come up, uh, that's not a problem. We needed non- some levity before we get into heavier topics anyways, Mark. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that is it for the news. Thank you, Famous Seamus, for all your great interaction in the Discord group. Appreciate it. Um, but, you know, we're going to end this podcast with our uh, topic, and and we talked about what we were going to do. Accessibility was up for grabs. Um, we've talked a little bit about that because of certain things that are in games, certain things that aren't. But um, what we keep going back to was toxic developers, creators, and how do fans balance love for something, but when people that they that, that make the things do bad things? And, mm-hmm. and what do we do? Or they don't take uh, responsibility for the things that they do. So ultimately, how do we balance that? How do we balance franchises we love with people that come out and just make you want to push back or hate those franchises that mean so much to you? Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of put some examples out there because, you know, this goes in a couple different ways. This isn't anything new. This is like something that goes way back. Gaming, though, because it's a newer uh, genre, has less of examples and less time to actually uh, go back on. But, I mean, you could go back to, um, if you remember, a famous filmmaker who made Rosemary's Baby, um, who actually is no longer in, uh, a, a, a allowed in the country, Roman Polanski. He won an Oscar charged with rape and people don't know how to deal with him. He's still allowed to make movies overseas, but he is a warrant. There's a warrant for his rest in the United States to this yep. date. And it, it, it takes you back to like, it's just, and, or Woody Allen, yeah. a renowned filmmaker who was infamous for some of his antics and all of these things. Um, I have um, other examples would be uh, John Kay who made Ren and Stimpy. You could look into that if you want. Stranger Things creators have some issues. H.P. Lovecraft and his mm-hmm. renowned racism. Uh, Joss Whedon lately about all of the antics on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Justice League. Um, Orson Scott Card, who actually is a writer, but also made some was a writer behind some video games like Shadow Complex and Advent Rising, who has some mm-hmm. a- a homophobic behavior. And then J.K. Rowling from the creator side. I mean, there's many more examples of this. Um, yeah. And there's some great articles about it. IGN did one about how do fans cope with that? Like, how do you balance that? GameSpot had some good articles about this. So, um, GameSpot one was, was good, too. Yeah, so there's a lot there because, you know, we had the big uh, Harry Potter 
or not Harry Potter. Um, it's it's Hogwarts Legacy was right. released just this week, and a lot of people are excited about that game because it's the game they've always wanted in that universe. But there's pushback about the creator and her transphobic behavior. Yeah, uh, I think I, I put this out when we were asking some questions about the show, and Edward Varnell from the uh, the Boss, Boss Rush Network uh, at that retro code on Twitter. Go follow him. Edward's a great guy. Um, he chimed in with, "It is possible while knowing the facts about the creators and their beliefs, uh, as long as the works are coming from somebody else." So it's a video game, artwork, a ghostwriter, whatever, with the creator's approval, minimum input, people can see other work and creativity, quality and execution uh, within that same universe, right? That, that, that's kind of what they're, Edward's getting at here is um, just because someone created a universe doesn't mean they are necessarily controlling everything in that universe. So the the game is a perfect example. Hogwarts Legacy is a perfect example of this where it seems like JK Rowling is pretty hands-off. It's it's an IP kind of thing. This is an original story taking place in the 1800s, a place a, a setting that that hasn't been written about as far as I know by by JK uh, at all. And uh and and you know the the trailer didn't mention her at all whether that's good or bad you can kind of make your decision i i kind of i'm happy that they didn't even give her the light of day in that like they didn't say from the mind of jk rowling they didn't say from the you know jk rowling's wizarding world it was just like here's hogwarts legacy here's what we're doing with it go um but I saw some other people, Matt, Burnout Brighter, uh, mentioned like he can't believe that they didn't address it. You know, they didn't address the controversy. And up till today, J.K. Rowling was tweeting some anti-trans bullshit. And she's a fucking troll. I'm sorry for the language, uh, Sean, Nias, and kids. Uh, but there's there's no other way. Earmuffs. Jeez. There's no other way to describe her. And uh, it, it hurts because... The, that, that's a book series and a, and a franchise that not only did I grow up on, but like my wife and I bonded over Harry Potter. We, we have most likely a wand sitting behind me. We, we talk about our Hogwarts houses, uh, Hufflepuff for life, but like, like it, it's, it, it's one of those things where when, when you have that investment in, in the IP, and then someone comes out later and they, they, they are a, a, an absolute horrible human being. Like, what do you do? How do you do that? I, I've seen one, one thing for me is if I end up buying this game, uh, I think what I, I've seen a few people say that they're going to do this and it's, it's basically match the money. So if I spend 90 bucks on this game or whatever with taxes and Canada prices and blah, 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 <clears throat> I'm probably going to make the same amount of money or I'll, I'll throw a hundred dollar donation or something like that into something that supports uh, trans youth or, or, you know, trans trans people or, or some kind of basically some kind of foundation that does the exact opposite of what JK Rowling lives for. And that will be my little, like, here you go, middle finger up to her and, and I'll, uh, I'll try to enjoy the game. But I honestly, I don't know if I'll be able to enjoy this game. It's, it's that, her her behavior, especially lately, doubling down on these things is is that hurtful to me? But 
that's why I think it's important to talk about because I, I, you know, I, how I, I want to know how other people reconcile this because, uh, like I said, Harry Potter is, um, is one of those things that I, I literally just grew up reading and, and it, it's been part of my life, but she sucks so hard. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> do, do you guys, I, whether it's Harry Potter or something else, have, have you guys dealt with this? Do you, do you, have you reconciled this kind of stuff? Like, uh, Donnie, I know you're, you're a big horror fan. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft yeah. has so much influence Roman on so much movies on my, yeah. Like horror movie shelf right there. Movies right. that I actually adore and love. Yeah. Um, I'm also a Browns fan. Like, like we just traded for Deshaun Watson. This is actually very topical in that re- respect. Also the Browns, which I took my family um, to Cleveland and we did a whole tour of where I grew up and everything. There is a giant granite statue of Jim Brown, like right outside that I looked up to my entire childhood. And then if you've never looked into his dealings, uh, they're not, they're not great. Um, yeah, this is something that comes up often has come up often. Um, I have put a lot of thought into it in terms of how do I cope with it? To be honest with you, I don't think my answer is going to be all that appealing to anybody. I just do I just, just, I, I honestly, I just enjoy the things that I like and I try my best to just not kill the product because of its ties to any person specifically in video games. You know, you're talking about a video game that represents hundreds, if not thousands of people's effort to, to throw it out, to make a stand. Um, this came up, I'm not into Harry Potter. I've never known anything about Harry Potter. And I honestly don't know anything really about J.K. Rowling. So, but the one that I would always point to, this came up quite often last year with Call of Duty. I'm a mm-hmm. devout Call of Duty player. Um, I've played like every Call of Duty, every um, campaign the last 20 years. And with everything that was going on and all the reports and the, the way they treat their employees and the way that the CEO and Bobby Kotick and all that crap is a mess. It is yep. terrible. What this crimes he's actually more or less done. Um, that that article that came out last year, that write up with mm. all of the emails. I mean, it is horrendous. Yeah. And then it immediately turns. And I, I do think it's um, I've brought this up a bit. We've actually had long conversations in PSVG. I wonder how much of this is the I think not it's not a video games thing, but I just feel like video games maybe amplifies like the fervor. I feel like video games, especially like the social media video game, um, I don't know, commentary, ego chamber, like just that kind of just it's it's people. Right. I feel like it's very um, activist laden. Uh, I think it's I think it's it's I think it's a pretty heavy lean uh, liberal tendencies. And I I feel like there's like a strong activist um, groundswell of support with them that you don't see necessarily in other mediums. You bring up a lot of movie folks and I know there's a lot of people don't like a lot of people in movies. None of them even come close to the amount of people that just watch those movies. Like, um, and I think that's similar for call of duty, but it's just like, you don't hear about it as much. It's not as out in front. Um, you know, it's not a part of the narrative, I guess is what I'm trying to say as much as it is. I think with games, like for some odd reason with games, I think it becomes a a really striking part of it. And we've seen this happen. Like I've mentioned a couple of times, a lot of game, even this past week on moon studios, I love Ori. Absolutely love Ori. And that's heartbreaking. Attached to this. So ultimately without going too far down some sort of rabbit hole and spending another hour here to explain it to people, Mm -hmm. I just sum it up with, um, 
if you look to other people to be your heroes, you're going to be let down more often than not. There's a lot of people that aren't necessarily um, up to moral standard, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure that I'm not up to most people's moral standards myself. Um, if I mean, like the the whole... I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to support it. Um, I think it gets toxic and it goes too far when you start urging other people to do the same. Right. You shouldn't do this. Um, that's like some sort of shaming. If you're going to draw that line in the sand, I got to tell you, you got to be really careful because if you're going to hold that kind of ground, just know that it's going to come around. These, yeah. these creators, these developers, they change hands constantly. Yeah. Somebody yeah. you may hate may be working on your favorite thing next year. Or vice um, versa. Somebody you love today. Is going to do and the exact same thing, disappoint you, exactly. And yeah. then you're, and then you're like, well, that's different because, and then it's like, exactly. well, if you if you have no moral ground to say, I'll do it for this, but not well, for that, because that it energy, doesn't mean as much. Yeah. Like, are you doing the same checks on who, your doctor, your lawyer, the, the mm-hmm. plumber that you invite into your home? You know, like these are all people that you interact with as well that you're going to be paying for their services as well. So it's like. Why is it in certain art forms or in certain mediums that this matters and other forms it doesn't? And, and not you know, only for those me, people, like uh, every product, you know, are you going to vet every single product that you like? Or are we, you just going to do it when it's convenient? That That's yeah. it, right? Like uh, iPhones, like if you want to look into that, look into some of the factory con- conditions or, or any kind of phone. It doesn't, I just reached for my iPhone, but it, 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 I'm sure Android and, and any other kind of phone manufacturer or any kind of electronics manufacturer for that matter, uh, at some point something happens. And I know for Apple, for an example, like they do a lot of checks and balances to make sure they say they try to make sure that their factory conditions are at a certain level, like what does that mean? But yeah. every now and again, every you know, couple of times a year, that it'll come out like, oh, this factory in India or this factory in China, like when they thought people weren't looking, the factory conditions went to shit, and there was yeah. like, you know, like so many people shoved into thing, a tiny it's, little room. It's, it's like widespread, it's, and it's not to yeah. dismiss it. I think um, I actually hadn't heard anybody trying to do a kind of like a some sort of carbon neutral match thing that's a Mm. nice effort and something can get behind um it's just a really nice way again of of making some sort of at least trying to make some sort of positive change yeah um i think often like in the sports world i think it often comes up and people will be like well you're just dismissing it and it's like well a lot of times people will dismiss your love or your attachment to something because they don't share that love and attachment they don't understand how hard that is um, it's something like I said, I, I'm a Browns fan. I've been a Browns fan my entire life, 35 years of Browns fan. It's something I'm hearing quite often right now on the radio for good reason too. I'm not saying, not defending anybody here. Um, but people are like, well, you shouldn't root for the Browns. It's like, do you have any idea how hard that is to say to somebody like me? That's not something you just do. They're like, oh, it's yeah. just football. It's like, but it's not. Yeah. It's not when it's like woven into the fabric of uh, yeah. of you and your personality. It's like somebody's like, "Well, just don't play Call of Duty anymore." It's like, right? You don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you're like, luckily, it hasn't happened yet. But like, if if like if yeah, like the I don't know. It, it, I've got one for it, you, Mark. What George if, Lucas what if comes. George, out yeah, George, I was gonna say. I was just George, you know, Lucas, George Lucas comes out and he and he has some racial tirade tomorrow. Like, am I going to cut my arm off? Dude, no. exactly. 
Mel Gibson. Like, well, right, yeah, Mel, yeah, Mel right. Gibson. Am I well, never even, gonna even, watch a movie with Mel Gibson in it again? I love yeah. half of those movies. Well, yeah. but even in Mark, even just with with George with George Lucas, what he did with some of his characters, like very racist. Yeah, and it's like right. nobody says I'm killing the Star Wars because I made Jar Jar sound like right. he was a black stereotype from the the 80s, or made the Trade Federation sound like they're Asian stereotypes. Everybody oh, yeah. has a history. Remember, you know, James Gunn, he was. Yeah. persona non grata because they found tweets that were 10 years old and it becomes mm-hmm. like and i think in his case at least he said i'm not that guy anymore that was so mm-hmm. long ago and he and he he accepted his problem the problem with jk rollins she's just out there currently but you remember when else? everything she did before she came out that series meant so much to build literacy kids made it their their star wars they inspired kids to come out to be their own person. And it means so much to so many people, regardless of who the author was. And I think that's a large part of it. Does somebody ruin your franchise because you find that the author is a jerk? There was a great series I used to watch called Magicians. And that Magician series is essentially taking C.S. Lewis and creating an old world called Fillory. And you find out the creator of Fillory, this book series, was a child predator. You know, was a was a was doing all these horrible things, and these people went to that magical world, and they had to confront the actual creator because he was actually being held there, and they had to deal with their fandom with the person being a horrible monster, and and, mm. and it's and it's not going away anytime soon. But the question is, does J.K. Rawlings ruin a franchise for you, or does she just make you think of that's the horrible person who did that? But she makes an awesome thing that made me feel good about myself and made me feel yeah. awesome. And can you get beyond that? Well, and like you also, I think, I think a a driving urge that people are searching for when they kind of make these proclamations is they're, they're like trying to remove any sort of attachment of guilt or like attachment of support. Like by Mm -hmm. me not supporting um, anything that JK Rowling is associated with, I am therefore showing my support for this cause and I'm not, I'm not supporting her cause. And it's like, that's not necessarily like, it's not like the transitive property. That's not how it works, right? Like you can buy a product and, and it works both ways. You can buy a product and you're not supporting anti-trans sentiment. You can not buy the product. That doesn't mean you're supporting, you know, the opposite way. Like me not buying Call of Duty is not going to change Bobby Kotick. Right. 20 right. million of us buying Call of Duty is not going to change Bobby. He's Kodak. got his like, golden not, parachute with Microsoft now. not how it's going to work, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that's just not how it's going to work. So I'm going to support all the other people that took a part in Call of Duty and mm. just hate him. And you know what my retaliation for him is? Me retweeting articles with his name of how terrible he is. Me talking yeah. about Bobby Kodak sucks <laughs> like on my podcast. Like yeah. there's There are other ways of, of doing this besides some sort of, you know, uh, economical boycott mm-hmm. uh, for these things that you like. Like you can just – you could just go pick it. Right? Like if you really believe it, I'm like, man, make a sign, go somewhere, like go let your voice be heard. That doesn't mean you have to hate everything associated with Harry Potter. It's like I'm not going to mm-hmm. burn my Browns jerseys. Um, you know, like these – you got to watch who you associate as heroes or look up to, man. You don't want to meet your heroes. Uh, this comes up more often. I'm a big wrestling fan, have been for a long time, and me and uh, Delvin over in PSVG, we tell this people often, wrestlers are terrible people, truly truly terrible people jake the snakes some awful awful things to people i still love that character in the ring the time they brought me 
entertainment I enjoyed. You know, I'll even give you another one. Um, this one's probably harder for most people. Louis C.K. Oh, I yeah. love yeah. stand-up oh, comedy. Man. Yep. I consume everything stand-up comedy. And I openly told people and will tell people, I actually bought his post Fallout special through his own website. I gave him $7.99 because I wanted to watch it. Because as somebody who loves the art form of stand-up comedy, I always thought he was really good at it. Does that mean I like what he did and condone it? No, I don't. I hope that he's learned from it. And I think he's been hurt by it. Like, he may have never been charged, but you can't tell me the man taking two years off of gigs and not being allowed to work and everything didn't come with some fallout. Right? It's not worth the money, by the way. Don't rent it. It wasn't his best work. Um, but I was still intrigued, you know? Like, and we actually, we have, I have some other folks in our Discord that are really into comedy, and they were like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't, how could you do this? Like, you can't support him. And it's like, well, I'm never going to just, I'm not going to ban it. Like, what are we, were we exiling people now? Like, like just, I'm just never, ever going to see or think of anything he's ever done before. Like, mm. I don't think that's the solution either. I don't think this, um, like I said, this draw line in the sand, pick sides thing. I don't think that's good for anybody. Um, you know, um, like I said, I can separate the, the product and the art form from the creator. I I I do take a different approach to with Joss Whedon, with mm. him. He I I love the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love Firefly, but considering it seems like he has not shown any remorse for his behavior, he hasn't changed it. And I just feel like I honestly he, don't know what he's what he. Oh, he who was he was basically threatening actors on on sets, uh, essentially written out characters. It would hold it against him and, and, and kind of was just a bully on set. Oh, Everybody that I, don't, I haven't seen anybody that's, that. yeah, I was going to say, I haven't Racism, seen anybody that's sexism, misogyny. Yeah. I haven't, I mean, bullying. threatening a, threatening a woman because she was pregnant, she got pregnant because, and then he was going to fire her because she got pregnant. It's like, it became a scenario. It's like, ultimately he's burned so many bridges that I just, and even the latest project he did, he had to step away and he had nothing to do with, I think it was called the nobodies on HBO max, but I just don't think I can watch something with him going forward because I just feel like he's an asshole. I don't want to support an asshole if he's actively still sure. doing those things, mm-hmm. but like, cause he's going to actively produce a show. But with, with these Hogwarts off sites, I don't think JK Rowling is actively involved in it. So that's why like, I feel less like, well, she's not actually the one writing the script. She's not the one doing all these things. And even the people that are making that legacy of Hogwarts game, saying you can make trans characters if you want. So ultimately it's just her license and she is, she can, she can be off and doing her own thing. It's just when the active person is doing things, hasn't changed his tune and being a horrible person. And the fact is, I just don't know if I can support him, but I can, I can deal with his old stuff. Um, but once again, new stuff where I'm like, I know who the person he is now and I, I don't have a connection with it. I can make it an informed decision and say, I'm not going to do that, but I don't mind if other people do that. But for me, that's my own personal decision with that one creator. There may be other things I make an exception for. So I don't want to say I'm not going to have a line in the sand, but in that case for him, just because what I've seen him talk well, about, it's like, he's like clear. not taking any responsibility for it. If anything gets to a point where you don't feel comfortable doing something, then that's what you should do. Yeah. Mm. Like, honestly, if you're like, I just don't like this. I shouldn't do this. Like, that's what you should do. I just think it's a step too far. And I think video games does this. I think I see this more often in video games where you'll see people to other people not to do it as well. Right. Or make them feel bad because they did it. Yeah. It's like this mob mentality thing. Well, I didn't do it. So you shouldn't either. And that's, that's too far. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I I wonder if video, and I think I mentioned this, was it Carly maybe on the show that I, I mentioned 
something along, you know, growing up playing video games and Donnie, I, I, we're, we're similar in age. I'm 37, you're 35. So we grew up in around the same time that playing video games and being that video game kid wasn't the cool, like it, it, you, you, you know, your sports players and stuff and it kind of trickled down to the, the, you know, the nerdy video game stereotype that we grew up with. And to, for me anyway, hearing gamers be racist or misogynist or, or whatever, or, um, you know, pick on any kind of, uh, group that, you know, is, is feeling alienated. It was like, well, wasn't that us a few years ago? Like, shouldn't we be like, like people that grew up like us, like that, like, shouldn't they be the first people on the front lines to defend a group that's feeling ostracized. So I think, I think for me, that's why hearing this in video games, it's like you hear it in movies and you think of the, the movie executive of like, you know, there's some crazy dude from entourage or something that's just like, you know, F this and F that and whatever, but you hear video games and you think, I don't know, maybe it's, I'm hoping it's run by people like me who grew up and, and felt different or felt, I think that's a little on the outside part of, what I was describing earlier, like video games yeah. are really inclusive, I think as a whole, and they right. do like, they don't like that type of stuff. And I think that's why it strikes such a chord and it gets so much. It's like a lightning run when it happens Yeah, yeah. Like around the entire industry. They rally around that because they don't, that's not what they want video games to be. Right. Like it it maybe yeah. may come from those roots. Yeah. But it, at the same it time, get, it can get pretty toxic though. Mark, you hear the get good. I was just going to say like, it, at the like, same time. I, we, I can't play an Elden yeah. ring. Oh, you suck. You didn't put a hundred hours. And I'm like, that's kind of, I don't want like that attitude anymore. It's like, it's yeah, not inclusive. You, you become the very thing that you, you hate or you fear, yeah. right? Like it's, it's like full circle. Yeah. Right. You get, it, I was it, bullied. So I'm going to bully. Well, it's, that's, that's really that, what it I becomes. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah it's, it's the, the bullied become the bully. It's, well, it's, one of those, uh, it's, with, it's with, with that. I think it's disappointing. Uh, a big part of its competition. Video games are right. definitely very competitive yeah. and that's going to bring yeah. it. You know, video yeah. games have grown exponentially since the times you're remembering. I mean, it's not even close. 100, 100 yeah. 200, 500,000 times bigger yeah. than what they used to be. So video yeah. games used to be, you know, a small segment, and now it's everybody plays video games. So you yeah. got to deal more of that in there. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, you, you, shouldn't this, see- you also have the like this fostered like tribalism that video games has that has brought you like on. Switch socks, Sony Pony, X-Bot. Well, yeah, it's been there from the beginning. Yep. Yeah, and I think it's uh, the thing that I've brought up with that is it's good for business. I think mm. it's more or less the thing that I've taken away from that because as much as our uh, most popular voice heads and, and strongest commentators will speak out against it and they'll say they won't do it, they're also the quickest to showcase and highlight a difference between brands, a difference between mm-hmm. games, any sort of slight considered against the other one, they will instantly do it. The console manufacturers do it themselves. They'll take shots at each other. I mean, this all comes from <laughs> Sega does what Nintendo yep. don't. That's right. how you share a game on PS4. IGN does it. Everybody does it. Why do they do it? Generates interest. Generates clicks. It's good for business. So, um, like, with that whole thing, I've given up on it. Like, I used mm. to be like, we're all going to do it. Like, I've just given up on it. Now. I, I, it's one of those things where I think it's fun to be like, oh, I don't do that. You know, like, I hate that. But it's like, well, that's, it is what everybody does. So, it's yeah. DC... Marvel, it's Coke, Pepsi, like everybody's got to have a side to root for. You know, you know what people could do instead of being toxic? 
They could play some video games. Play some video games. Play yeah. some video games, folks. But Donnie even goes further back. I remember the Intel the Intellivision commercials with George Plimpton would make fun of Atari for not having voice acting in their baseball games, even though they yep. both looked like trash. <laughs> what you do is you throw millions of dollars at it, yep. you make an extremely competitive industry, and then you add social media to the mix and a hundred million people, and that's what you get. <sighs> like when you throw all those variables into the machine. Don't be surprised what's coming out the other end. Like mm. you, you saw where this was going. We we yeah. we all played a role in this at some point. Or the collective yeah. we. Yeah. Yeah. The skeletons in the closet are out now because social media, other things, we're finding out the worst of the people we often admire. And often it's good to know versus have those skeletons hidden and people are allowed to get away with really bad things. So I think ultimately Unfortunately, you're going to have to accept that some of the people you idolize will be bad, and how you respond to that is really a personal decision. That's yeah. See, that's the thing is I don't idolize athletes or video game creators. I guess in that way, like I can I can be a fan of somebody, but like I don't really put them on a on a higher pedestal, you know, pedestal than I than I guess myself. I definitely don't look to them for some sort of moral compass. Like that's the mm, thing that goes yeah. too far. It's like man. Yeah, I, I don't want people to do anything, but as long as they're not like hurting other people, I don't really care what folks are doing. You know, like I've got my own life to live. And I think at some point you'll, everybody comes back to that. It's, it's just, like I said, you've got a list here of transgression. It's so hard to even keep up with all of it. Yeah. I found four like, other James Gunn, indie studios. There was issues with James Gunn. Like he made oh, a yeah. pop chainsaw. It's my dude. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I own that on uh, Xbox 360. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, four more studios, independent studios, came out with allegations. And I had to look up some of them because I'm like, am I missing any? And yeah, this list will grow. And ultimately, mm-hmm. even PlayStation has some issues that they have to deal with, but they need to accept it, investigate it, and do the right thing, ultimately. And you know what? We're all human. We'll have skeletons in our closets. So if we make transgressions against others, hopefully we learn from it. We can come back from it and be better people and not just continue to, be you know, to tilt at windmills. You know, it's real easy to throw stone, but be all, be open to, for forgiveness as well. As absolutely something I, I take a lot of credo from um, my buddy, my co-host Dev. He tells the people everybody's real eager to act and cast out and stuff, and it's harder to be more forgiving and welcome people back with open arms. Give people a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance if you have to. Mm. You know, like. That's the whole thing with Twitter is you got to have a take as soon as it's happening and it's got to be definite. And if you don't stick to your tweet, then you're a hypocrite. You know, it's like, that's not mm-hmm. real life. You know, like remember that, that, that name, that other side of the coin, that other, like it's a person. Even if you yeah. don't like that person, it's still a person. Yeah. yeah. Don't take it personal folks. It's just, we're just having fun playing some video games as we said. So have fun and try to like things that you like and don't make other people hate it and do good. All right. Well, that is it. A long episode. Charlie will yell at us for making a long sweet, episode. Mark. Sweet hangs territory here. Uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. This, <laughs> is a, this is a blast. Um, Donnie, before we leave, tell people how they can follow you. 
Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Eat the Hype. And uh, you can follow my outlet at Play Some Video Games. Uh, you should be able to type PSVG into your podcast player and you'll pull up any of our different shows. We've really cut back uh, in the most recent times. We still run PSVG Weekly, so Play Some Video Games. We record every Wednesday night. Uh, we also have the Nintendo Shack, hosted by Rebecca and Garrett, and that goes out every week as well. Um, and we have a collection of ancillary shows that release. Board of Video Games is weekly, but then we've got PlayStation Experience that release whenever they want to. And a couple other there, but uh, yeah, just PSVG. If you Google that, you'll find us. And sweet thanks eggs. again for joining us. Yes, well, absolutely. I Sean. don't yeah. even count that as a show. <laughs> it's just me. It's just me and Sean hanging out for a day a month, and yeah. nobody seems to talk about it. Like I love <laughs> it. His Discord. We're like we're just kind of at the bottom. We just got our own little thing going on. That's yeah. fine by me. I, I, I like it that way. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Mark, uh, we end another episode really long, pissing off Charlie along the way. So we, I think we've won. Uh, so with that, <laughs> Mark, tell people where they can follow you. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere. The underscore Canardian, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, uh, I don't know, pl- other places, Instagram, something. Anyway, uh, and you can find me on Xbox and Switch, just Canardian. Perfect. Uh, you can follow me at Tiaxtra, where I often use it to yell at companies when they've done me wrong. So I'm the old man <laughs> shouting <laughs> from, the, from the edges, you know, use it to uh, do right by companies that have done you wrong. Oh, I like well, and it I just when fun. you actually yell at a company that deals in cloud technology. Yes. Yes, there you go. Yes, shouting at the clouds. There we go. Uh, yes, and then uh, for gaming, uh, Spartion 98 on Xbox and Switch and Spartion 1998 on PSN. I'm also on PC, but I don't know where you find me there. So <laughs> that is it for the show. Once again, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Donnie. And as always, remember, folks, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.